space are like, oh, okay. Like, I just, okay, so you're fucking on, like, some right-wing shit. Like, so you're just, you're just saying some shit that needs to not be on the internet, and that's why you're getting taken off. Not because, you know, not because you're a revolutionary or fucking any of this other shit that you're talking about. It's because you're saying shit that really people don't need to hear. No, no, no. No, no, no. That's not it, motherfucker. I'm just the start. We're just the beginning, bitch. Now it's everybody. We've been fucking telling you for a year now. Been fucking telling you. I definitely recorded that on purpose. You're welcome, Internet. Welcome to the salt of the streets. Coming at you every week with this food for thought. Hope you're ready to eat. With everything going on in this nation, we need some information. And that's why salt needs to be stationed in your rotation. With real talk and real topics, real people, real problems. Think we need some help to solve them. And leave it up to Colin and the Donovan. Because right, that's what, what's that? Uh-oh. Let's get ready. And just like a red, white, and blue phoenix rising from the ashes of political bipartisanship, we are back to Salt of the Streets podcast. This is Saturday, October 17th, 1.38 p.m., episode 95. And welcome back, everybody, to the Salt of the Streets podcast, your one and only source for social and political commentary on all the weekly news, pop culture, and sports that you can handle. And the best part about the whole deal, it's all built from the ground up for people like you and me, the everyday normal person. So come down and join us as we discuss life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and continue our endless endeavor to bridge the gap between people and information. As always, we are your hosts. I'm Colin. I'm Donovan. (laughs) I feel like that was something from Avatar, but I don't know. Distracting. But this week, coming up on this week's show, um, it's it's like, what shit, we we figured it out during the pre-show, but I already forgot. Biannual? Semi-annual. Biannual. It is our biannual <clears throat> election special. Yes. Which is super awesome and super nerve-wracking and depressing and it's gonna be awesome. hope-filled and all sorts of things all at the same time, like I'm sure everyone else is feeling. So, that being said, it's... I think we should address... Before we before we get into the, the show show, we should... We have a little housekeeping about uh recording next week yes um, next mostly concerns the the pre-show because we do that live I'm sure yes. the episode will still come out normal time on mondays um but we're probably gonna be recording possibly early yes uh it looks like we're gonna be recording on friday and yeah. so the pre-show will be friday probably friday afternoonish. Afternoonish, yeah, yeah. yeah. we'll um, figure it out yeah. we'll keep you all informed so make sure you follow us yes. on Insert Don's social plugs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I don't care if he's ready no, right now. No, I just, uh, I put us here um, apparently. We're definitely going to post it on our Facebook at Salt of the Streets because that's where we do the live streams from. It'll be definitely. on our Instagram at Salt of the Streets. We have our own, our own personal social media. I'm mm-hmm. at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. He's a big bird off you on both of those things. You can find all of that on saltofthestreets.com. Um, that usually just has like our post for our website and stuff so that yeah. doesn't have updates for... For, for our recording or anything, no. no. Social media um, is the best tool for that. Yeah, definitely social media. Twitter, definitely. Twitter's Instagram, best. definitely, and Facebook for sure. Yeah. All those things will be up there. We have been talking about Parlor though, because talking about Parlor, how fucky and everything has yep. been. Uh, you I know, might have a Parlor account. I already. started once, so well, I'll have to go check it. Well, we'll see what happens. I and don't if have it's one called yet. Big Bird Offy, then I will know it's contemporary. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I have not started one. I've thought about it about a dozen times and then I forget and I don't do it. Um, well, you know, who wants another, another social media to jump into? Exactly. <laughs> Pros and cons, baby. Exactly. So, but I will say this, uh, as part of the housekeeping, um, we will be, um, soon 
uh, no timeline quite yet, but we will be soon switching over our live streaming um, or expanding live streaming to YouTube Live as well. Um, oh, YouTube. Yeah, we've done some different things going on over the past week. Been dropping some new content, some different types of content, and it's. Uh, Plus, we got 50 subscribers that we got to please now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, it's a thing. We Hit got that notification bell. Boom! Like, subscribe. Do you know who Mr. Ballin is? Mr. B. Allen? Mr. Dude, B. Allen. Still scary stories. He has a mustache and a backwards hat. I don't know this guy. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, like, what? John and Olivia are super into Mr. Ballin, Mr. B. Allen, whatever his name is. And he always says different weird shit about hitting the like button. You know, he's like, gently caress the like button or like softly smack the like button. Weird shit. It's always weird shit that he's mm-hmm. saying. So we're going to have to find, uh, you know. A contemporary, if you will, Indeed. way <laughs> just Indeed. Um, way for us to talk about hitting the like button because that's the thing. Exactly. Subscribe on YouTube. Bridget Fetty. Like she gets up there and she because she's o- openly she, sexual about it and on purpose, and so funny. she gets up there and she goes, "Touch my bells and buttons." <laughs> <laughs> and so it's, it's so that's funny. funny. That's really it's, funny. Yeah, if you don't watch her show, Dumpster Fire, I do um, not. But I'm back out now. Content dropping every week, every Monday, same yeah. day we drop our stuff. Now I have to. She's showing her boobs all the time. It's like Degrassi 2000. You know what I'm saying? There you go. There it is. And she's absolutely hilarious. That's we we were you know we're watching Degrassi right Degrassi yep. is is on Prime so there's like twenty seasons of it or whatever and you so love you Degrassi dude love Degrassi so, we so does Drake Drake it, loves Degrassi it's to the point that he's famous and they're making jokes about Drake um, which is really funny so um, oh I was just I like made a comment about like they're just like they are showing as much of these people's boobs as they possibly can and Jordan was like well it's the early two thousands like boobs are. In. Boobs are in. It's, it's before like big butts was a thing, and so yeah. boobs was. So that's yeah, just all of the lowest cut shirts and shit that you could possibly find. I'm like, this seems borderline inappropriate. This is a show for, about like, high schoolers, a, right? Well, so it's high schoolers that are now they're graduated and they're like young adults. You know what I'm oh, saying? Word. But it's still a show for high schoolers, like for like young kids. So that's I'm like, this yeah. seems doesn't matter. Neither here nor there. <laughs> but. It well, was funny. in a roundabout way, it's almost like ref- referendum nine <laughs> talk in there somewhere. Somewhere, I'm sure we could we could oh pigeonhole that God. somewhere. <laughs> That's hilarious. So it's I not that. totally off topic. <laughs> this is what I was going to say to you because I don't want to forget. No, 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 go ahead. On the way here, stopped at the weed store. Right, we yes. stopped at the one that you don't like. That's in the thing up. It's like a trailer up on stilts by the gas station right? not that i don't like it i just don't i already got my spot i don't right there. so anyway so i went there you can use your debit card there i might have to start going there so check right i was like okay wait what because if you don't know recreational cannabis if you're in a state that doesn't have recreational or a country or whatever we got mm-hmm. a lot of china we got people from china that listen to us. did you know that have you ever I, looked at our views on youtube or on no. soundcloud before oh yeah, yeah dude i don't know if those are people Whatever. China. So <laughs> I feel like it, it's not like it's one. Maybe. There's more than one that, you know what I'm saying? It's, That's I, true. I don't know. It could be. Not, we I'm just we say, may have we at least China. one person from China who's listened to us at one point. Definitely. There are people. There was the one time that we did the Sendra Club, whatever. There was like 70 oh, yeah. listens from Netherlands. You know what I'm That's saying? That's true. Like there, I don't, we, it could we're be bigger than Netherlands. It could be, but that would be weird. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't know how SoundCloud works. Maybe there's somebody who knows all about SoundCloud. It's like this guy's is? a fucking idiot. The people that are listening to us probably have VPNs. And that might be part of it. And it might just that's, be SoundCloud's algorithm, like, yes. introducing it to people. And then people like it in certain spots. And that's where, apparently, Fuck China is a good way to get 
some people at work. <laughs> okay, so the point stands. If you live in a place where you don't have recreational cannabis, right? Ooh, you, yeah. When you go there, you have to use cash because yes. banks don't back these stores because it's still federally legal. So mm-hmm. there's even though the Obama administration laid out ways through the FDIC and everything that banks could safely accept money from cannabis companies, yep. still most of them don't do it, right? So yep. this company, I now I can't remember what it's called, mm-hmm. right? But whatever this third party that the cannabis store uses, right? When you use your debit card, it just it looks the same like one at a store, right? Mm-hmm. You use it and it converts your money. You're technically buying Litecoin, which is like a it's a cryptocurrency, yeah. right? And so this company is then taking it's it's selling you Litecoin and then converting your Litecoin back into dollars for the cannabis store. And so it's just it's just a third party, just a middleman to convert the money so that they can keep it. It's okay through the Liquor and Cannabis Board of Washington State. They were the second weed store to use it, and now it's in eight different states that have recreational cannabis. So that's the coolest fucking thing i've ever heard that i'm a big fan that mm, this is a huge objective like uh, uh in-person version yes of the true effect of the power of all these e-currencies fuck the man they are fuck getting the around <laughs> that's what i gotta say they're getting around that's the awesome. central monetary authority i'm buying pot with my debit card in a store bitch damn how do you feel, feel about, about that? that what do you what think about if, if Joe Biden, Biden gets elected, elected and he, he legalizes marijuana. He said in the that's that would be like he was going to move. He said he was going to decriminalize that. it for sure is what he said in this thing. But we'll see. I, I'm not sure. There were, like I said, there was a lot of policy packed into what was going on there. Mm-hmm. But um, which is a nice preview of what we're going to talk about. Today. He was also uh-huh. talking about making it so that it's not a crime to use drugs, and so. For cannabis specifically, when you fail at a job of vacation, you don't have to put down that you were that you had a crime because it's just for cannabis. And so, which I didn't like totally understand what he was talking about, yes. but like expunging that from people's records or like implementation of that seems rather difficult. Really weird. Yeah, in Washington State, mm-hmm. we have something. There was a campaign like two years ago called it's a ban the box campaign that you don't have to mark that you have a felony on your job application it's something that like you can talk about it later mm-hmm. but on your actual job application there isn't a box that says that you oh yeah because the, yeah a lot of a lot of companies have that exactly and they Especially usually are going to go work for the state like a exactly yeah. and then it's it's not like you know there's obviously some shit felonies and stuff that are going to write oh, you yeah. off for certain jobs but yeah uh, apparently you know it's it's used in many ways to discriminate against people who ju- who just have crimes. They just have criminal histories, just as like an yeah. easy write-off to yeah. just like, well, this person has a crime, so I'm just going to move on. And I feel which like is. that that issue has been talked about for decades and decades, but yeah. with nobody caring, Yeah, which is unfortunate. And if, you know what I'm saying? As, Especially when you have a lot of people that are concerned with the unjustness of our justice system. Let's just, but you're not willing to like get out there and try to find felons jobs. So let's just high-five Washington real quick, because we talk a lot of shit about the weird fuckiness of the state and like how left it is because there's a lot of weird stuff that happens here. I still wouldn't want to be anywhere else there because of that. There's a lot of weird stuff that happens here like that, where like I said, there's a lot of backwards shit. We complain Mm -hmm. about a lot, but also if you have a criminal history here, that is like not crazy, violent, felonious crimes. Like you have just, you are guaranteed the same opportunity to work as everybody else here. Mm -hmm. And that may not be the same said same forever. The state, you know what I'm saying? Every County or whatever, Mm -hmm. but here, Across the board, I like that shit. You yep. know, I like. I that. mean, I can attest personally. Like, I just being in the trades in general, 
um, that is a very popular area for felons to go work in afterwards. And I've worked with a number. I've worked with a number of felons over my, you know, however many years I've worked in the trades. None of them have been like bad guys. No, they've all been incredibly great guys, and strangely seem to have come out of that situation a better human being. Yeah, because inevitably you. At some point, especially if you're pretty cool with these guys, you know, you sit down, you're hanging out, you know, you're like, yo, yeah, man, what you, so what's what'd you do, man? Exactly. Well, what happened? And then they usually not afraid to just be like, yeah, man, this is, yeah. And now I don't fucking do that because that was dumb. And now look at me. There is, and, and we'll talk about when we get to this. We can even start here if you want, but um, there is somebody running for one of our state representatives, Tara Simmons, that mm-hmm. was a felon. She was in prison for. My mom told me the whole story, like she was addicted to drugs, and your mom like, is a big proponent of her She's and my mom has met her several times and has like gone to a bunch of events and stuff like that with her and like mm-hmm. you know was big on like selling her to us and you, you and i both took a lot of there's a lot of language stuff, about equity know, but, and shit that yeah. we, like i personally just can't buy into but nope. um <laughs> i i love the idea of somebody with a criminal history who has completely turned their whole life around then mm-hmm. like in a position of representation in the state i think that's a fucking amazing thing if that is not one of the the great tales that goes into the the anthology of you know the american dream yeah i don't know what it is that yeah. is that you cannot get a more crystal clear perfect representation of why america's awesome than a situation like Tara simmons yeah and i think that that's great i just don't agree with exactly. her policy stances so i wouldn't vote for it that's which just is also part of the american thing. dream right but i also to your point of like working with you know like many ex-consorts like that yeah. i've many of my friends and people that I know have criminal histories of varying degrees for varying different reasons. For varying um, different reasons. And it's, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, I think it's odd for people in, in a 2020 world to still be considering just like having a criminal history as a barometer of whether or not you're a good person. You know, yeah. that just seems like an odd opinion to continue to hold. Especially if you're uh, one of those people that preaches yeah. about the injustice in our justice system. Yeah. You got to understand. Well, then judge if obviously if they are not in prison or in jail and they are out in society, they have gone through the system or not entered the system either way so that you, so you should treat them essentially the exact same way you, that you should treat chance, anybody man. because otherwise what do we have going on for us yeah what kind of what kind of world is that you know yeah just um, no book by their cover i think so i definitely do that when i go to the bookstore i feel like there was something else that i was going to say in the beginning of the show i don't remember mm. that's the only one i wanted to make sure was about the debit cards okay. in the weed store because... well i will say this um because this comes out on monday Yes. Um, you know, I hope you got something going on. If you are a one of my many hunting friends that watches the show and stuff like that, John today John. is opening day. Yeah, John John might be down taking care of the business right now out he, of a place that we found last time we went down there. He which, asked me if I was going to oh. help him clean a deer in his garage yeah. if he got one. And I was like, bro, like if you need help, obviously. It's yeah. not like I'm going to be like, no, fuck you. But when you're making steaks, hit me up. Right. Like, of course I'll fucking come to yeah. your house. Like, yeah. I told him, I was like, bro, if you... If you bag it, if you get the if you get the deed done, all you got to do is gut it. And if you don't feel comfortable about anything else, throw that thing in the back of your truck. You call me, and I'll go over there and I'll help you take come care of the thing. Come on Exactly. We got you. And bro. I was like, and I bet you Don will come over and he'd probably help too because oh, he'd be all into that. Absolutely. So yeah, for, so for any of my hunting buddies, if you guys got it done this weekend, congrats. If not, 
let's keep hitting it. Yeah. Word. Word. Sorry, it's hunting season, man. This is this no, is it. No. Man. This is what I live for every year. I appreciate your commitment After to only the show. A year. I appreciate your commitment to the show that you're here and not out hunting deer. Oh word. Because no, no we I just hunted last weekend, so we were yeah. good. I made sure to fill that one. John and I went out. How much did it rain last weekend? It right? pissed last weekend. Yeah, yeah. I was there, outside, yeah. in that, all day. So <laughs> it was so wild, man. Yeah. It was, I had never seen rain like that before, man. Are it you, was so nuts. Are you still cooking up a hunt for me to go on with you? Yeah. I actually, we, we finally picked our spot, and it's within, probably from my house here. It's probably within four hours of the house. Nice. It's on the west side. Love it. I don't want to get any closer to that, but Huge. it's gorgeous. Big fan. And brother can't come anymore for a couple of days. Got something going on first couple of days. So it's just you and be, I. It'll either be just you and I if John can come, because this is this will be yeah this will be the beginning of a elk camp. So word. Word. So I'll probably be up there for ten days, but when we go up, we'll just you just follow me and shit like that, and then you can come back. Or John's probably only gonna be gone a couple of days too, so maybe we can work out a ride schedule yeah but no it'll be good it'll be healthy and the, where we're going is going to be gorgeous i love it's it. going to change your life so i'm a huge FYI. fan but yeah now i think that's all housekeeping is done yeah and we can talk uh, where do you want to start do you want to start with the ballots and the voting stuff and then work into what else we have because it's not too much yeah. last year yeah, let's was just... or the last the 2018 the midterms and stuff that was we had a whole lot more state state-wise on our plates than we do this year yes let's talk about it okay so, so the ballots I am are out missing part of this because i only have the two initiatives for the kits at fire and rescue and the facility farms okay so you know, let me, uh, i'm missing part of my fucking this thing that thing well let me uh let That's me just, just pull it up here real quick i can do that washington state and you know what's funny is your voters pamphlet seems very small compared to the PDF version they have on the internet. Yeah, it's well, like this one is forty pages long. One, two, three, four, five advisory votes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and most of them are pretty simple because those yeah. are those the legislature passed without a vote of the people, a tax on blah blah blah. You know, and then oh, you can word. find out. If you so choose, depending on how deep you want to go on that and how much you care about it, yeah. you can dive in to try to find the bill that that speaks to, and then you can follow the legal verbal trail to where that money is going to be collected from and where it's actually going to go and why there is a new tax being proposed. But that's that's a lot of work to do. Yeah. And so you need to first identify when it comes to these things whether or not when you read the advisory notes for these increases in taxes this is already something that has happened so if you fundamentally believe in whatever it is that this item is is taxing you can you can kind of assign your vote already you vote at that to point maintain feel, it. right yeah uh, yeah because the two options are repeal or maintain let me finish pulling up this here voters pamphlet yeah voters pamphlet <clears throat> yeah i think i just lost like the middle or something no, yeah, it's no big deal. I can because I can reference them when we, yeah. if we need to talk about them. And I actually I, they have a the sample ballot in here. I just don't have the information that I thought I was going to have. Oh, word. That's all that I'm saying. Cool, cool, cool. It, so. Yep, I'm opening the PDF now, and we should have edition number eight if you live in Jefferson, Kitsap, or Mason County. Otherwise, just go to sos.wa.gov 
backslash elections and it, it'll help guide you to what edition that you need. Yeah. And so and that's we, from the mo, more local, local issues. As far as what we're going to go over, right? Mm. We're going to go over. We got one big one. Yeah, for certainly sure. the state measures, right? Um, and we'll go over, like, I guess our local measures, they're pretty, they're pretty basic ones. Yeah. And we'll go over some of these candidates, right? But I kind of want to talk about this, the idea of these candidates in general, right? Mm-hmm. Um, these are extremely difficult because most of these things, like a lot of them, there isn't a debate for them. There isn't, you know, they don't like do campaign things. They're not like out just doing Googling a bunch of public interference. Right. You're, yep. you're reading what's in here. And so yep. I'm hesitant to and talk check out their campaign websites too. because there's only so much that we can offer. Yes. I, neither of us with all the other stuff that we've done have yep. not done individual research into all of these people, Hard which no. is, which is. There's one not, big it's one something I'm looking that, at this year that we should be doing, but it's extremely difficult to do. That's it's, yeah. and to it's not to say by time, the time I but, vote for these people, I will not at least do a cursory glance online. Right. I'm going to read each of their campaign websites, blah blah blah. Yeah, and then not only that, you know, you get, and I feel like I should probably know this, the depth of who these people are, but when you're talking about a Kitsap County commissioner, do you know what that does? Probably not. Do some research into what it is these people do, what they're supposed to be doing, yeah. and then look at their campaign websites to find out whether or not you want to support them or not. Yeah. Whatever you do, do not vote for somebody just because they have a D or an R after their name. That's the only go. thing I would ask. You're gonna have a bad time. Yes. Or, yeah. It's just it's not it's not smart, man. Yeah. Don't don't jump before you look over the edge. Don't you know look before you leap. So let's start with the easy advisory votes, and then we'll go. With the big one. Well, How do you feel about that? Huh? Yeah, the uh, um, advisory note number 32 is the first yep. one on my ballot. And this says, the legislature imposed without a vote of the people, retail sales tax on pass-through charges retail establishments collect for specified carry-out bags, costing $32 million in its first 10 years for government spending. So... What does that mean to you when you read that? Pass-through charges retail establishments collect for specified carry-out bags. Now, so, remember, we just pre-COVID, right. we had that, that Plastic law. Plastic bag ban. Yep. And, and you have to pay for other bags now. And so this is a retail sales tax on on those the car- sales those of bags. the carry-out bags. Yep. Right. On, I'm just because it says on pass-through charges retail establishments exactly. collect. So I'm, that's the only thing that I was, had to Google pass-through charges. Yeah. To what see what that, that was. Mean? It's basically when you're making a purchase type thing. Oh. Like you know, as they they're buying them for their store to sell to someone else, they're passing through. It's a pass-through pass for pass government through. spending. Yeah. I hate that. It's the and that's what they're go talking to the about. general fund. Like, is that where it goes, or like what that's the fuck? What you because need to dig into and find out. Because I know that. Excuse me. When COVID happened, when it popped off, James Lee's having the daily press conferences. He's like, "Oh, we have this awesome, you know, slush fund overflow, whatever he's calling it. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. He didn't call it slush fund, but um, it's you know he discretionary has discretionary and like an emergency like that, yeah. fund. Yeah, that he had like several million dollars, and then he's like, mm-hmm. you know, shit pops off, we can just do this, which is all well and good. I'm like, but does that mean? You're talking about how much debt we have as a state, but we're just stashing money for... Because if you don't spend it, you lose it. Yeah, so I think that that's really weird, right? So I, without having done more research into advisory vote number 32 or Senate Bill 5323... Well, this is why I I think we should separate these real quick. Yes. Because it's not just the amount of tax or the fact that it's being... Well, the fact that it's being taxed and what, what it is that is being 
taxed. It's where it's going. Yes. Yeah, so the content is one one issue. Yeah. And you got to understand whether or not you believe in it or not, or you agree with it or not, and then look into where the money's going. Yeah. Like if you decide that on the face of it that you don't agree with having a tax like that, you should look into where the money's going because it might go to something that you hold near and dear to your heart. In which case, you might change your vote. You don't like the idea of the tax, but you like the idea of where the money's going. Yeah. So every one of these advisory notes needs to be looked into to find out where the money's going. And then you need to weigh for yourself which one of those things means more to you, whether you yes. care more about what's being taxed or where the money is going, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'll use, without moving on completely, I'll use the next one then as, a, as an example, yep. right? Uh, number 33, which is for advisory vote number 33, which is for substitute Senate Bill 5628. The legislator imposed without a vote of the people a tax on heavy equipment rentals to consumers by heavy equipment rental property dealers costing $103 million in the first 10 years for government spending. Yep. If you've ever rented any type of construction equipment, decent-sized equipment, anytime you know how fucking expensive it is, yep. right? Super expensive. And remember about all these small businesses that need to do that exactly. to start their business. So for me personally, right, just as an example, I don't know where this $103 million is going, but I know that I don't want to pay more money when I go to rent equipment to try and build shit mm -hmm. at my house. And I don't want any of the other companies to have to try and eat a cost to stay competitive with other companies in the area while they're mm -hmm. trying to do with all this shit, while there's other shit. Yeah. So I would have to, like you said, see where this money is going and see if that matters to me more than me not wanting to have to pay more money when I go to rent small equipment, right? Yeah. Small See, for me, equipment as this like is. fundamentally, this is not a hard one. I don't care where the money is going. This is not a good idea. <laughs> this, that's how to be objective, Colin. That's me. And, no, no, and yeah. that's why I'm, I feel yeah. free to say that now is because that is you couldn't lay that out any better. Like if you have any qualm, like I have a foundational qualm with this, so it's real easy for me. Right. And you might too, as you know, if you are like a hardcore libertarian, like a lot of people saying, and they're like, small government, no taxes, blah, blah, blah. Right. You're just like, no, I'm like, no. No, that is dumb. I don't care. On its surface, I'm not interested. Moving on. I feel very much the same way, and that's, personally. So, but, so thank you for bringing that side of the table yes. in. Because you technically, you should do these. If Yeah, if if what we're talking about here really gets your mind going, I want to look into this further. Right. Look into yeah. it further. You know, I can't, We can't go through all of them at length, obviously. Because we got other shit to do. We yeah. can't do this straight for 24 hours. But, no, not here. So we're, not yet. Not yet, baby. Not yet. Um, One okay. day. Shit, man. Yeah, so if we were doing this one, every day as a full living, we could go through one of these every single day and have a multi-hour yeah. length conversation yeah. about each. Yeah. So the first one uh, was 32, right? Like we talked about, which is a tax yep. on the carryout bags. I don't... Oh, I thought she was raising her hand. Right. I don't feel... I Hopefully her picture's not going to be like, what? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like... I don't know when the when the when the bag thing happened. I was like, that's not that big of a deal. It's just like inconvenient, but and ten cents. But again, as shit has gone on, I'm like, fucking quit gouging me, bitch. Quit taking all my money. Like, quit gouging my shit. And yep. I understand the and environment, that's the all the shit. Yeah, but yeah, it's important because it, it affects everybody from the ground up. It affects the businesses yes. who don't want to charge you for that yeah. because if they have to, like, I go to the grocery store down yonder and they charge for paper bags. Even during the time of COVID at this point. It, mm. They didn't used to, but they do now. And there's other places in town that don't. Yeah. And I have changed where I go now because if I don't have 
because you can't you can re you can use your reusable bags. Yeah. In some places, some places won't let you use them at all because you know right because you're gonna kill everybody. I or mean, some places you have to bag that. your own shit if you bring yep. in your own bags. And so if you got a shit ton of stuff, you know, or if you just come and grab a couple little things, whatever. And I don't I don't have my bags because I forgot them from last time. Blah blah. Right. blah. It's like it happens to you. And that ten cent bag might now become an eleven cent bag. Yeah. And the store is already hurting because they have to provide it. And they don't like passing that off to you because they don't make any money on it. And now, now even now the reusable they're, now they're bags get, are going to be slightly exactly. more expensive. And I don't, yeah. So I don't love. Pick one or the other, right? Don't be taxing Amen. me for the plastic bags, and then also tax like add another tax for the reusable ones because really you should be using those anyway. Yeah. Like I don't. You just on, mandated dog. that we have to pay for this. Now you're going to tax it. Yeah. Give it some breathing room here. Wait another couple years. Don't spit in my face after you punch me in my face. Okay? <laughs> that's not the way that analogy goes. I know yeah. there's another way to phrase that, no, but I no, kind of remember. No, that's perfect. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's, so that's I think, kind of where we're at on that's that. That's where one. I'm at on Yeah. Though. This next one, advisory vote number 34. This is Senate Bill 6492. The legislature increased without a vote of the people the business and occupational the uh, business and occupation tax rate for certain businesses yep. while, reduce, while, re reducing, well, while reducing while reducing certain certain surcharges costing eight hundred and forty three million dollars in the first ten years for government spending. Yep. I don't like that they all just say for government spending. That's yeah. that's where I'm at first. I don't like that. I don't without. I just wish they would put more specifically what it was right. for because that makes it feel like it's going into the general fund. Whether or not that's what it is, and I'm not saying that's where it's going because I don't know yet. We've established that. But that's what it makes me feel like, and yeah. I don't love that. You know, As a person who's not – and they don't have to cater to me. They're not here to cater to like libertarian-minded people. But as a person who's already not a fan of more taxes, which I think most people actually aren't in favor of more taxes in their yeah. personal life. Who wants to pay more? I think that it would benefit – the government more if you told me where it was going instead of just saying government spending that would make it easier for me to vote as an uninformed voter like you were talking about that would yep. make it easier for me to vote for instead of just being like fuck you more taxes which and is kind i of don't like anyway that. but because even in like because feels shady the online version of the voter voters pamphlet is 80 pages long right and i'm looking at what were we on 34 and it literally the only added depth that it brings to you versus the ballot is a chart that shows you how much of that tax will be collected in fiscal year 2020 2021 really? 22. so it breaks down and you can see which is really weird because every four years it dips and then it goes oh. back up if you notice oh um, so weird but it's it's in a year after an election year, hmm. so 2021 is the lower Almost end, just to make and then it you do it again like everything on 2025. So good after the election, so weird. I'm not insinuating anything other than so the fact that I don't know weird. why, after for a bill that is supposed to extend spending over 10 years, you'd have anything other but than a consistent rate of taxation. So I don't know. So that's a weird thing there, so but that weird. it includes that chart. For each one of the advisory notes, and it also has a final vote cast in the legislature. It shows you the legislative breakdown for who voted for it, how many yays there were, how many noes there were. Does it say what the absent. certain businesses are? Because it just this just says the business and occupation tax rate for certain businesses while reducing certain surcharges. Hmm. Nope. B and O. Because it's your B and O tax. 
What is B&O tax? I would imagine that unless you are a business that is tax exempt, you have to pay a B&O tax, which is that business and occupation tax. So you are paying for to, the pleasure to, to a own business? a business. Hold my D. Welcome to the United States of American tax code. Yes, I, I, I pay thousands of dollars every week. Every, okay, I don't personally, but my business pays thousands of dollars every week or every month so to the state to have the pleasure of operating. So that's that's like a thing. This is how you get a libertarian. It's like this. Yes. This is how you start a it. business. You will become a libertarian overnight. That's so stupid. I guarantee you. You and your social views may sway left or right, but your deep core values <laughs> yeah. when it comes to the man <laughs> and how much they could how much money they could take from you, you'll become a libertarian. So this one, all, man. <laughs> Did they, was that I, earth shattering? No, or what? no, no. But I'm like, I'm like, oh, this one I'll have to look into to see what the businesses are. But I don't like the idea of just deciding that's like arbitrarily deciding what businesses do and don't have to pay an increase yep. in their BNO tax just because yeah. of whatever, to because they want more money for government spending. Yeah. This is a third thing that's just said government spending. And again, that's not saying that it does just go to the general fund, but that's what it fucking makes me feel like, and I don't like it. I Let don't grow. like that it's not. Let's just, we'll just take down. We'll go uh, and grow Senate Bill 6690. I'm going to Google that real quick. That's number 35, wow, so we'll move on state. to the next one. That's yep. advisory vote number 35. While you're looking it up, I'll read it. Just to see the legislature increased, without a vote of the people, the business and occupation tax on manufacturers of commercial airplanes, including components or tooling, costing... $1,024,000,000 in its first 10 years for government spending. Okay, so let's take just one second to frame this in, right? Mm -hmm. Remember what we talked about last week and what has been happening this year and the last year and a half, right? In the last year and a half, we have seen Boeing take enormous <laughs> fucking hits for their own problems because they made shitty airplanes that killed people and then everyone <laughs> found out that they knew about it. That's that, their own problem. That and they realized that the... Fed, the federal overseer, the FFA, basically opts to FAA. them. FAA, sorry. Yeah, the FAA. FFA is Future Farmers America. FAA, <laughs> it is. But yeah, the FAA, they base their regulation stuff off of the Boeing inspectors yes. because they're the ones that truly have the knowledge. The one the FAA also the game has, in the system. Like, the funding for the FAA has been gutted to the point that they don't even have enough inspectors to go to every manufacturer of every component mm -hmm. and everything. So they just allow Boeing to do their own safety testing. And so the people who did mm -hmm. it, did it to a shitty standard that allowed these terrible planes to be sold where they had this, this fucky bug in the system and it killed a bunch of people. I think three different planes crashes. Either two for sure, I'm pretty sure it was three. Anyway, so that happened and then Corona happened, and so nobody could fly, and they lost a whole bunch of money. They laid off a bunch of people that we talked about last week or last time we were here. This is either the second or third production line that has been moved out of Washington State to another area since all of this started, right? Yep. See the first clip we put out this week. Yes, right? And then Jamesley was talking about, oh, we're going to have to just talk about, you know, these tax incentives and all this whatever and blah, blah, blah. Okay, airplane manufacturers in Washington State, Boeing. I know there's probably <laughs> some other small ones. I'm sure that there is, but yeah. honestly, Boeing, right? And I just, I was reminded this week, I knew, but I was reminded that Boeing, I think a lot of, I only say this because I think a lot of people don't realize it, right? Mm -hmm. Boeing doesn't just make commercial aircraft. Hard no. Right? They also make a bunch of military aircrafts, helicopters, planes, all kinds of shit. I would, didn't, didn't even consider it. I knew that. I yeah. totally knew that. But I did not consider I was yep. watching a lot of people forget that. some military documentary this week. Yeah, and they're talking about, you know, Boeing fucking uh, 
Chinooks and shit. You know yep. what I'm saying? And I was the like, the B2 oh, bomber. Dear Lord, yep. I didn't even consider. Yep. Any yes. airplane that has a B designation in front of it, I don't want to say that it's 100%, but 99% of the time, it's yeah. B is for Boeing yes. model number, blah, 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 blah. Didn't even consider it. So, Word. anyway, again, something to remember. So, when we're talking about this billion dollar tax increase on the BNO tax for manufacturers of commercial airplanes, including components or tooling. We are talking, I'm going to say without knowing for certain, probably 90% on Boeing. So there's probably other small airline manufacturers in the state, oh, yeah. but I'm going to say there's probably something. It's mostly Boeing. You know what I'm saying? I'm not cool with this. This is this reads to me as an overtly political move on a company that, again, is struggling for their own problems, but is now having to do whatever they have to do to try and stay alive in the world of corona and terrible business decisions that yeah, kill right. hundreds of people. But now we're just going to go ahead and slap another billion taxes for the next – in the first 10 years, we're going to just, just stack on there. Stack just, it on. Plus, plus – Whatever other tax incentives James Lee is going to revoke after this following year, after they decide what they're really going to do. Mm -hmm. Is this something that we would like to do to continue to, again, this is my personal opinion here, compromise a company that employs so many goddamn people in this state, mm -hmm. right? They're already leaving. They're already doing that. It's already happening. A bunch of that is already happening. Do we want to, as a people... Mm -hmm. Go allow this that? company to no to keep getting fucked right i mean because mm -hmm. that's this is just going to stay on it's this plus whatever tax incentives yeah we now have a choice to try and this is personal right we now have a choice to try and help the company out a little bit or continue to put them in a position that compromises them that also may force them to continue to move out of the state and, compromise and this, is, more this jobs. is now because if the tax is maintained they now they're being punished well, while also receiving other tax incentives. While possibly having the other tax incentives revoked, Word. right? Because that's what we're talking about. So it's, it's, is this still, is like a double... That's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. This tax increase that's already an extra billion dollars they were going to have to okay. pay when, when there are... And again... They made these decisions. I'm not yes. like, oh, poor Boeing. I'm not. I don't feel bad for them. I've said that yeah. at least a dozen times that I don't feel bad for the position they found themselves in. They did this to themselves. Yep. But there are hundreds, if not thousands, of people in the state that are employed by Boeing. I thousands. I feel very comfortable saying thousands. Probably, right? Yeah. Thousands. We make thousands of Boeing booties every year at Benick. So I know for certain there's however many people are using all those goddamn booties every year. So <laughs> I know. For because I work for a manufacturer that not only is it a personally rewarding business to be in because you're doing something that you know is making a difference. It's doing something. It's active, right? You're earning your money all the time. But I know that a lot of people love working for Boeing. I know they appreciate the union. There's a lot of extra things that go into this, mm -hmm. right? And so I am personally more concerned about the idea that they might cut more jobs if this maintains and then they also are hit with whatever tax increases from the governor that they're going to find if james lee stays in office yeah. you know yeah because... that's how you run a company out of town and that's what i'm concerned yeah. about you know because we... you, you can make a libertarian minded argument that like good it shouldn't have happened to begin with time to right. tear the band-aid right. off but it's not going to mean that boeing's not going to dip 
Right. Which sucks. Right. Because we talked about it which last overall week. Hurts. I don't I don't fully agree with yeah. with the tax incentives they received in the first place, right? But, but it's where we're at now. Yeah. Right? Speaking realistically with where we're at now, I don't love the idea of again increasing the taxes on a company that is already leaving the state. They're already pulling jobs out of the state. Yeah. It's already if that's not punitive. It's, it's going it's to hard happening. to not see it as a punitive act. And, and, and that for that one it seems petty and it's that any other business like that up that's not going to leave because yeah. they can't leave because they're on pop shops or something that make Cessna parts on the side, but they're technically an aerospace right. business. Right. Now they're now they're fucked too. And there's already a lack of jobs right now with how many other businesses are going to be closing, small mm-hmm. businesses, restaurants, all that shit. So to add to that, in this time of corona, where we are already seeing a huge amount of unemployment, do we do we want to risk adding more unemployed people to that who have worked at Boeing for X amount of years, mm-hmm. and so their experience is going to be in manufacturing? And if all of the other airplane manufacturers, the small ones, are damn near closing down because this goddamn tax has stayed in place, they're going to have to find another thing to do, mm-hmm. which if you have... You know, right from working at Benick, if you're working for a manufacturer that's making something like that, that's a very particular job. That job does yep. not translate well to another job nope. somewhere else. There you is know one business to... probably on in the world that makes that product for that company yes. that they need. And so you know how to do that one thing. You know how to work on a on a line. You know how to like produce shit or like learn things. But that making that particular thing or putting together that particular airplane part is not going to translate. Just like nope. Think about it all the time. Me putting together, cutting out neoprene is not a skill that translates fluidly to another job. You know I know the saying? feeling. And so that's that's yep. concerning to me. And I think that's something that maybe a lot of people are not thinking about on that level. Oh, yeah. You know, and not it's to be like, I'm on a fucking different yeah. level. But like there's – that's just a deep – there's yeah. a lot of levels to that. Like yeah. an like an onion like Shrek, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a, an onion a lot like of layers Shrek. to this problem here. And so I just want to ensure that everybody's considering that when they're voting for this. That mm-hmm. if Jay Inslee is to stay in office, which is something we'll talk about in a little bit, oh, yeah. he's likely to revoke some tax incentives that are already existing in Boeing, which I feel currently I feel comfortable predicting with my political experience is likely to lead them to draw more jobs out of the state, which is very concerning to me with the political climate, the employment climate to the whatever economic climate that we currently have is extremely concerning to me so um i think that i probably will be voting to repeal this tax even though i don't and i don't personally hold sympathy for boeing i don't feel bad for them i hold sympathy for those employees that still have jobs there Mm -hmm. and i know that if their job has survived through corona and then through these layoffs at boeing they are probably feeling pretty fucking lucky that they still have a job mm-hmm. and um let me ask this real quick because this would be something that not necessarily boeing as a company would do but they could certainly develop a program to do it yes is say you know what to all of employees we love you we don't we don't want you to lose your job we are we are going to make all of your traveling expenses we're going to take all your moving expenses move your families with you Come, follow your job to wherever you're going, and we will make it worth your while. Would that change? Like, if if they came out, like, tomorrow publicly and was like, all right, this is not going to hurt any of our employees, would that sway you at all? Because there, I'm just trying to get to the more fundamental um, argument. 
not so much the real world implications. Probably not because then I would be concerned that these taxes and the potential increases would hinder them from being able to hold that promise. Oh, that would be my concern then. That's like, that's all well and good. Yep. But what if you only allot so much money for it? You're like, it's going to cost us X amount of dollars because mm-hmm. they're a company. They're going to budget yeah. a certain amount of money. They're not going to just open up the taps and be like, no. we'll just keep going and you know we'll yep. just keep paying it off until you get it. So. Yep. They're going to at least put out a budget for how much they think it's going to cost, mm-hmm. you know. And if it costs one and a half times that, mm-hmm. and they're like, well, we're getting taxed out the asshole. We don't have the money for the rest of them. That would be my concern at that point because while Boeing doesn't have a history of doing that, there are other companies that have a history of boning their employees because like, yeah. we ran out of money. I don't know. My bad. So that would be a concern of mine. Okay. Um, if there was a way to ensure that this tax would not negatively affect the employees moving with their jobs and everything would be kosher, mm-hmm. I guess I would be okay with it because I would love to reap back some of the taxes that they probably should have been paying this whole time because of the incentives. But, um, but still, they, I also but then they're going to be gone anyway. I'm also point. not like a huge proponent of no. like, oh, we'll fucking gouge the company while you have the opportunity. No. Like, so I what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to fish for a good hardcore like anarcho-capitalist type of argument to be yeah. like, yeah, no, we should do that because it'll force Boeing, this bloated company that's had all these tax incentives, they'll vote them out and they'll leave. But a lot of those executives that know how to run that company, a lot of the people that just lost their jobs are going to be fucked and it might kickstart the creation of a new company that learns how to become a massive airline aerospace contributor industry you know, business and be able to work within the new system of regulation and taxes that might be it's basically total utter free market a founding like you could see it that way it fucking somebody got too big they were getting too many uh you know extra servings of you know tax incentives and then when daddy pulled the the extras out now you got to go on the regular diet like everybody else has mind you they're increasing the taxes at this point right so I'm just trying to make another fundamentally different argument. And I could maybe agree argument. with that if they weren't going to go and get tax incentives somewhere else. Because mm-hmm. that's exactly what that's they're going to do. As soon as they're leaving, all these places well, they're we going. We saw it when they opened up the, the line. Exactly. They were so, like, hey, who, who out who there? Who wants it? Yeah. Who wants it? Exactly. And the same Which thing happened when Amazon was looking for their new headquarters. They're like, yep. who wants it? And they had cities fucking sending in DVDs and, mm-hmm. and whole teams of shit just, just to Boeing get... to wherever. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. It was happening all over the place. Yeah. And so, just to be clear, I'm a thousand percent on board oh, no, with I not know. doing this. Just trying to raise different... No, no, I Because there's kind it. of the standard arguments against it. You know, right. pros and cons about taxation. Just Money's going to go to good people, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Look at it different but ways. But now in today's politically homeless landscape, there's so many people that are not ideologues one way or the other that are, you know, anarcho-capitalists or hardcore libertarians, small government that may or may not have different arguments towards these that might sway other people one way or the other. So I'm trying to bring some various yeah. arguments to no, the table. No, certainly. But, well, there are yeah, a lot that's of... That's where I'm I mean, at, dude. These are easy. New taxes... Yeah. Fuck off. Well, and from Enough. like like you're saying, from like a like a rising perspective, you yes. know, they're always talking about like neo libs and neocons and mm-hmm. shit. I mean, and people like that that are oh, focused yeah. so more Small L libertarians, focused L libertarians. way more on business than individuals. You know, yep. these people, those people are going to be looking at it like we shouldn't be increasing biz- taxes on businesses at all. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's not so. Like, I appreciate that because I that's why I was trying to be so careful about quantifying my opinion that I'm not Ooh. saying. Ooh. Quantify. Just, you know, like, break, like, the nuance of it. Like, I'm, I'm not yes. saying 
repeal the tax because we shouldn't be taxing big companies. It's because I don't want the choices of this big company to oh, yeah. fuck the employees over, you know? Because that's and ultimately, so, like, you're carrying it down to its logical, real-world implications. Yeah. My concerns are largely blue-collar and not white-collar, you know what I'm 100%. saying? 100%. And it's, it's the blue-collar implications of the white-collar choices that are going to yep. happen. That's, what what that's is Everett going to look like if there's no more Boeing? Yeah. I, I can't I don't want to see that that's Kids, scary. yeah I mean it's I mean the amount of the reverberations that will come with that for people even if even if Boeing does take its employees right mm-hmm. the amount of property taxes all this shit that's going to come which from is kind of own a utopian here, idea to begin with exactly it, it's totally it's yeah. it is likely that's crazy. never going to happen but yeah. even if it did yep. and they all just moved I mean, the amount of people that are going to move regardless, you're going to lose so much in property taxes. The schools are going oh, to dude. suffer. The stores in the area are going to suffer. The businesses. Everything in the areas where all these people mm-hmm. are going to live is going to look shittier when they nope. don't have jobs that pay a bunch of money. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That's because Everett is a city built around a business. Crime will go up. All that shit. And I hate to be like, that's, that's how that works. When taxes go down you and services go down, crimes go up because yes. people don't have opportunity. You and can that's see what's gonna it happen. from the implications that the COVID lockdowns have had in specific states. Yeah. You can see it right now by looking at different states' economies. You can look at different cities' economies, like L.A., right. basically imploding at this point. <laughs> Don't know what's yes. going to happen to that. Everybody's just Nothing leaving. Good. Everyone's just going. All the, all the people that contribute all the vast majority of the tax money, because it's always the richest people that pay in the most. Right. They're all dipping, and not them personally. Their businesses. Their companies, and if you yeah. do not think that is happening with Amazon and Boeing in Seattle, which is going to affect the entire state of Washington, you got another thing coming because it's definitely happening. It's well, just not as it's not as I don't know black and white, crystal right. clear as some of those other places. But it is happening. And just just to be clear, we're not saying that all those terrible things are going to happen if this yeah, tax is kind there. Of those terrible doomsday. things will likely yeah. happen if Boeing is to completely leave the state. That's yes. what we're saying. Not Which, not just if we keep yes. this tax. That's 100%. not I'm not predicting a terrible ever if just thank from this tax. <laughs> that's a, thank um, you for bringing that yeah. up. We're being incredibly morose right now yeah. and very dark and dreary. Yeah, but that's, that's a, like, that's like a long-term if Boeing was to no longer exist in the state. As that's... far as the taxes you're talking about companies leaving, Larry brought up to us just like two weeks ago that they're proposing another, you know, quote-unquote head tax on the companies in King County, you know what I'm saying, or in like greater Seattle, yep. which is – Fucking, we talked about this yeah. like a year and a half ago. That's a yep. terrible fucking idea. Don't do that. It's incredibly they elitist before. as I've as I've begun to think about it more. Yes, the idea of the head tax is incredibly elitist. Yeah, because if you think about the people that are pushing for that tax and want that tax, it's mostly like your oh, city well, if leaders. Oh, you own a business, you have the money to pay the extra tax. Word. <laughs> it's like that's and you that's remember all those podcasts goes. from the Seattle Times Dude. podcast I had with the pro business people and they're like. That's just, it's not a good, yes. it's not a good idea. And if we'll all remember, right after that happened so and after we ago, talked about it, yeah. they then had to withdraw that tax because it was such a terrible goddamn idea. So, okay. So those so are the four yep. easy advisory votes. So now let's talk about... It's good. It took less than an hour. Yeah. Let's do the other ones because the other one has to do with public funds. And then we'll talk about the big one, right? Word. So, Referendum. Engrossed Senate Joint Resolution number... 8212? Yes. Okay. The proposed constitutional amendment. So this is how deep the implications go here. The legislature has proposed a constitutional amendment on investment of public funds. This amendment will allow public money held in a fund for long-term care services and supports to be invested by government as authorized by state law, including investments in private stocks. Okay. 
So it does detail a little bit of where the money yes. comes from. Where it comes from, right? And Which so is kind this of a nice is, change. <laughs> yes. So this fund, this estate fund, as it says here, is for long-term services, right? Which has to do with, I would imagine, healthcare services for old people, yes. right? Okay. Something that is a multi-billion dollar market in yes. our state. And it says more in the other... In the big one? Yes. In one of these. In one of those. Yes. You yes, it does go. Yeah, it does go into much more depth. Into roll exactly up. what the fund is. There's so maybe if you can find that, um, I remember reading that. I just like I said, don't have it here. It must be but. post down there by the people. Yeah, because it, it the the implications it explains of just, more about the fund instead of just saying yeah. long term care services. Because I don't want to just say services for old people because it's more than that and it goes into deeper in in that. Um, 8212. 8212. There it is. Yes. Oh, I love the Control-F button. Yeah, so it's one so thing good. that I can talk about while you're finding that that I mm -hmm. feel very confident that you'll be on board with, right, is we have seen many times, oh, my God, you guys might even have a better idea because you lived in New York, right? Word. In New York specifically, specifically. there is a terrible, terrible history of – Pensions, which are retirements, right? Pensions yeah. for like Laura, like unions and shit, um, being invested in horrible, horrible ways, mm -hmm. and all of the money being lost, and then people going to retire and they don't have any money because the people who handle the pensions invest them poorly. We see that shit in New York all of the time, yep. specifically in the public sector, right? And with <laughs> public like, sector unions, yes, really bad, right? That shit happens all the time. Terrible, 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 terrible. We've seen it. I mean, you could probably sit here for fucking six hours and just oh, Google different examples of times that people's pensions specifically, right? That's just mm -hmm. what I use because that's the one that fucks people's lives up the most. And this yep. is very close to that. If you're talking about long-term services for people's health, bad news, right? Bad news. This is all the money that's been saved for that that sits, that cannot be touched by the state. Now they want to gamble with it, mm -hmm. put it in the stocks, put it in the markets that everyone – remind you, everybody in the state – because this is this is a blue state. It's a Democrat-run state, largely. All these people, without even knowing them, I'm going to say it. All these people are talking about how the stock market is in shit. Stock market doesn't matter. That's not the economy. It's not anything. It's going to crash. It's blah, blah, blah. It's all artificial. It's all Donald Trump. They would now like to invest all of this money in the <laughs> stock market that they say publicly they don't believe in so that they can make money off of it, right? So they can make more money for you. They can increase your funds, what you have. That's bullshit. This is bullshit. I cannot, I don't have the knowledge. Fucking Larry. Larry would be able to lay it out for you numbers exactly <laughs> how politicians make money off of this because that's why this is being done. Not because you're going to benefit. Because maybe for a few years you will and the people that draw from this service mm -hmm. over the next 10 years will. After that's when this happens again, when the stock market crashes and whatever market this money is held in crashes... All the money is gone. And everybody who's relying on this for their long-term care is fucked. No it's good. Gone. This is a bad idea. I'm telling you this is a bad call. I don't even have to tell you. Don't have to know the numbers. That's a bad call. That's a bad idea. I don't like it. Exactly. Because what essentially we're talking about here, whether you bring in to the picture like the, the possibility of corruption and yes. whatnot, what you're talking about now is now taking a specific sum of money and gambling with it because anybody that plays the stock market even Gambles. a little bit they could tell you exactly what it is it's no different than going to the casino no i mean it is different because you can speculate but essentially things, but essentially it's a gamble it's yes. a it's an educated gamble 
And I think when you look at situations like Bernie Madoff mm-hmm. and the amount of people that lost their entire savings. And Ron. I mean, so many. It's so It was so bad. Yeah. That's the one of the worst case scenarios to what this could look like. Except now you're talking almost on, you're talking now at a state level. So it's not a Ponzi scheme, mind you, but it is putting your money out there in an uncertain of of market. There is no market out there that I would feel comfortable gambling public funds in. No. Not on at all. Not any anywhere out there. No, that is not a good idea because the value of our money is going to be based off of the, what what the market does. And if you tie yourself to it, then if you've been out there preaching about how the stock market is and everything, the real economy is not you know not right. like you were just talking right. about. <coughs> excuse me. The minute you allow this type of thing to happen, the stock market is the economy. Yeah, it is directly related. When that fund, like you said, dives down, that money's gone. Period. And I don't want to. Now I need to stipulate because I do know that Washington State, um, the majority of the long term care facilities and services those businesses that own that are all for-profit companies and they will not so like they get subsidized and they get kickbacks from the state for that yeah yeah which you better believe that they're gonna you know just like any big company is gonna push to the limit and try to push the envelope to try to make sure their return on investment is as much as possible so there's not a lot of savings held in the back. Right. So they're using all of that, and their facility needs that money c- to continue to operate. The same with, like, schools and shit. Right. Now, whatever portion of their business is tied to public funding is now in jeopardy. And now not only – so you are – it's not like all the old folks home are just going to dry up. Right. Any of these state-run – would at that point because you know you're right you're talking right about now, Either... like, we'll talk about it maybe a little bit during the governor gubernatorial talk and who's, yeah who you're gonna vote for there but like there is a serious like public health mental health crisis we yes. have in our state in particular yes. very very poorly funded and the facilities that are out there right now that are out there for mental ca- health care and all this stuff they only operate on that funding they're usually five 501 C3s they're nonprofits okay. and they run on government funds and they they will disappear overnight and if those, the stock market were to tank and this and that particular like a lot of variables have to be is held in right the stock up. market yes. and so either they're going to dry up or they're going to have to start charging for yeah. all their services or yeah. whatever they do charge is going to skyrocket yeah. or right? just for them to try and stay alive but let me push this argument i mean is that right so now yes if you are an investor looking to put a bunch of money someplace that you know is going to be worth 50 times what it is in 10 years what better time to invest than an economic recession yeah where everything is low and that where everything is going to build up over time we're, we're whether it's a u or a fucking if you ask joe biden a weird ass k-shaped K- recovery k-shaped you know, recovery what but if whatever kind of recovery is still don't know, you what know that unless means. the at this point unless the country folds we will be better off economically in the future. So from an investment standpoint, it's not a bad time to get into the market, depending on which markets you play and blah, 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 blah. But again, I don't want to play that yeah, game with tax money, with, man. And with the way that the Fed has been having to fuck around with inflation rates and stuff like yeah. that, I don't Just trust Just so that we that. can still have a company print exactly. $8, $8 trillion plus. Yeah, I don't trust that. That's not a place where I would yeah. like to be holding so again, public funds. I just funds. want to offer another argument. No, Not no, a better time absolutely. to invest if you got the money. Yeah, and you're careful so, about it. 
So it's up to you guys, yep. obviously, as all of your votes are your own votes, yep. and you can do with them as you wish. And I can confirm, by the way, that um, what they're talking about is the long ter- Long-Term Care Trust Act, pumping more money into that, which speaks to the 65-plus community and all the state services we have for, for those folks. Okay, so, again. So we were yeah. right. <laughs> so, again, you guys can do what you want. It's completely up to you, but... I also said, and God damn it, if I have to, I'll do it, that you could sit down here for six hours and come up with different examples of ways that public funds have been misinvested, poorly invested, mm-hmm. stolen from, finagled, fucked around with, and the the common man, the blue-collar man, has been fucked in the end because of something that somebody at the top decided to do with their funds, right? Yep. Retirements, public funds like this, your grandparents' health care, for them to be able to go in somewhere if they don't have any money – is at risk if this is what we decide to do. I can't and imagine the number of people that it would be every day that it happens to. Yeah, but I, I guarantee don't like you this. there's one person in the country every single day that has their entire life ruined because of something that happened just like that. Somebody else's financial yep. decisions. Yep. Yeah, not a fan. Yep. And part of their argument, by the way, in the argument for is the fact that the number of people that are being put into long-term care facilities is not dwindling. It's growing. And so they, they believe they need more money for it, in which case, well, let's let's invest it wisely and we'll make more money on our return. Again, that's they they want to play the stock market so they can get a little ROI. No. No. Nope. No, no, nope, no. Nope, nope, nope. Well, good. We're, we're pretty in consensus, or consensus on that one. So there we are. Okay. So now we can move on to the big one, right? The big one. This Referendum is, 90. Yes. Referendum measure number 90. Which right? I have seen... Uh, yard signs, pro and against, yes. by the way, in just in the neighborhood. Outside of the base, outside of our neighborhood, there is one that says, vote no, protect our kids. Word. Um, so I also, on the way to meet you at the bar on Thursday, I passed a house that had a Biden-Harris sign, and it said Biden-Harris, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty fucking funny. So, which, which also speaks to their argument. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so... That was pretty funny. Okay, so referendum measure number nine. Sorry. Yes. There was one really, really important thing I yes. wanted to mention about that last one that I didn't get to. When you approve or reject that ballot measure, the 8212, the public, uh, it requires a constitutional amendment. That is part of that bill requires a constitutional amendment, and you are agreeing to the constitutional amendment or not. That's actually what you're voting on. Yeah. So if you don't like that idea. What you're doing is voting to not change the language in the They're Constitution. They're kind of yeah. Yes. So that's just important because that's the only constitutional amendment that we have on the right. ballot. So I actually have to Please. go pee. So you read this. Damn. Yeah. So do I, too. So we'll, we'll bounce out afterward. Gotcha. All right. Referendum Measure 90. The legislation passed engrossed substitute Senate Bill 5395 concerning comprehensive sexual health education. This bill would require school districts to adopt or develop consistent with the state standards, comprehensive age-appropriate sexual health education as defined for all students and excuse students if their parents are requested. And the bill is a approve or reject at this point in time. Um, so what we're 
let's just go into the rest of the details here. So, because I'm going to bring this up when Donovan gets back. Um, the final vote tally on this one, if you're looking at not the ballot, but the actual voters pamphlet, the final votes cast in the Senate, 27 yays, 21 nays. There was one person excused in the House, 56 to 40 with two people excused. And when you look at the makeup of the House and the Senate for the state of Washington, it is almost exactly along party lines. Um, I believe the Senate more so than the House, but that kind of goes without saying, especially when you carry that logic over to the federal level. So what we're talking about here is this bill, if put into place, we're talking about sex ed. And this has been a hot button issue for, oh, I'm pretty sure my entire life. Um, but when we're, you know, when we're talking about sexual education in schools, there's obviously going to be multiple thresholds of people's disagreements or agreements for it on its face. So addressing some of those right off the bat or eventually, I don't know if you'd want to hit them first or not, because some of them you can kind of disregard because they're concerns. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll when, talk about when they the hit that information. Okay. Because <clears throat> so, that was some of the big stuff that people saw um, when this conversation yes. first started was a lot yes. of disinformation, a lot of just like yep. Facebook stuff that was coming out. And, yeah. And, and again, important to remember that when we're talking about these referendums and you know, the initiatives and all that, they all speak to legislation. And the referendum is not the legislation. The legislation in this case is that in gross substitute Senate Bill 5395. Um, so if you want to find out actually verbatim what is going to happen what is going to be signed into law you yes. would look up that not referendum 90 which we have here and i can kind of in talk black about and white yes we have here which we're going to go over i was going to say are you going to fucking yeah. switch me up i bro? forgot i was on myself Come still. On, bro <laughs> produce me son jeez okay so yeah we have here and it is actually in gross substitute senate bill 5395 right and this is as Colin was saying, this is the actual bill that this referendum refers to, okay? When this first was introduced, I'm not sure when it was passed by the Senate March 7, 2020. Okay, so earlier this year when this was first passed and when it was being talked about, there was an insane amount of a talk on Facebook about it and different social media about things that were going to be taught. There was pictures of, you know, supposedly textbooks that were going to be brought over here from California and like all this stuff. And they're like, your third grader is going to be learned or be taught how to masturbate by their teacher. And like all this stuff, like all like even like Jasmine stuff was sending me this type of shit when she was seeing it. And I was like, I have not heard about this. I don't know. Like I honestly, I have no idea. Um, from everything that Colin and I have seen, from what we've read, all the all the research that we've done, I have not seen any indication that those claims about children being taught to masturbate and like all this stuff, I've not seen that those things are true. I I've not seen any evidence of that. No, um, and seems my, weird. My biggest argument in favor of my position would be the fact that I have not personally been able to find, and maybe you can do a quick search of actual course material that's been introduced or developed yet because yep. this I have is not, not been able to find any yet this is not implemented looking. until 21 22 right 2021 22 and the course material it says in here in this bill the course material will be made available for the parents for anybody who requests it right so you can find the course material um like I, i'm pretty sure you can do now 
for mm. whenever it comes time. If yes, it, yes. Yeah. We don't I know. Believe, we, I, yes. I probably um, have to ask our girl but this, about that. Yeah, but this says for certain you will be able to find the course materials when they're yep. developed, when they're available at the school, right? You can hit hit up the district, get the course materials. So you can see exactly what's going to be taught, exactly what they're going to be shown. Um, so, which is one of those two. It's like, well, yeah, we're green to this and we're green to essentially right. Normal. So we're going to see what the curriculum looks like when it comes out. But what are they going to come up with? Right. So that's okay. So that I was trying to decide if I wanted to hit on that or if I wanted to move on. So okay. Uh, no, 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 no. That's I. I didn't say anything. I was fucking being silent. But let's let's just address it point by point, right? Word. So that's one of my first concerns is that the course materials of what's going to be taught and changed are not available. Mm -hmm. I would feel more comfortable voting yes if I could see exactly what the course materials were going to mm -hmm. be, right? We also have something here because a lot of what they talk yep. about is social emotional learning, right? And so we yep. have here. The whole PDF, that PowerPoint, all the shit of what the key points are for social and emotional learning because this bill, the Senate bill, talks about introducing sexual health education, education for its K through 12. K through 12. Right? And so that was one of the first things that people freaked out about is you're mm -hmm. going to be teaching kindergarten about sex. That's not it, right? It says no. in, in this bill, as per the bill, because that's what we have to go off of. This is what the kindergartners are taught. K through three is all about social and emotional learning, yep. right? And we have um, black and white insurances from the Office of the Superintendent of Public Instruction. Now that um, the K through three instruction will not have any sexual content required yes. for the curriculum that is to be built based off of the social emotional learning and um, with the standards, benchmarks, and indicators that we this append the great appendix d which yes. is a hyperlink on the superintendent's website that you can get right from his breakdown of what this is going to entail and this is dense i'm not gonna very dense. i'm gonna be straight up right this is a, a shitload of information for anybody to try and consume even for us to try and consume in this first two weeks yep. it is it's a lot and it doesn't make it any easier for anybody to make mm -hmm. their decision when you have to go through this much information just to actually find out what the and this isn't even again this isn't even the course material this mm. is just the expectations for what the course material is going to be built off of yes right which is i don't i couldn't say whether it's comforting or disconcerting right but this is it this is what it is this is what the expectations yeah. are going to be built on right it well, says well it's it's disconcerting to me but because given the background of how this appendix was created the standards benchmarks and indicators which is essentially like we talked about the foundational pinnings of this form of curricula that will be taught pillars, right yeah and there's four pillars that the, the principles, principles that they decided they wanted to have all of this stuff based off of the yes. first of which is equity yeah and that's where i pumped the brakes and i said full stop this is all that's my hackles are up not the good. other u universal if you design just to take a yep. stop if you've listened to this show for any period of time or if you're new here, you have, if you listen for any period of time, you've heard us talk about equity, no shortage of times, Word. right? The term equity for us, it's a buzzword, right? It immediately makes nope. our ears perk up because there's a difference between equity and equality, right? When, when we, we are talking, talking about base core values, values right? right? Equity almost always. Let me start here, right? Colin and I... And not, not to speak for you, but we've talked about this multiple times, so I feel comfortable at least bringing you in, in right? A lot of our core values are based around the idea of equality of opportunity and over equality of outcome, right? Those two things are easy to apply 
to many different things, right? Mm -hmm. Especially when you're talking about government policy, political policy, the way that things are going to happen, right? Equity almost always refers to the quality of outcome as opposed to the quality of opportunity. And equality of outcome is not something at Salt of the Streets that we, that's not something that we believe in, right? Nope. We believe, Colin and I come from very different backgrounds, from very different starting points. As somebody personally growing up on food stamps, on state, on welfare, on state insurance, all that shit, I believe very strongly in equality of opportunity. Everybody should have the same opportunity. What you do with it at that point is up to you, right? Equity, and as we'll see when we're talking about Tara Simmons and many, many other candidates, refers to looking at where people end out and deciding why they didn't make it there. And yep. it's almost always some form of bias, some form of prejudice because you weren't treated fairly on the way. Yep. And I rarely believe that that is the case. Not that it doesn't exist. We've talked about that in the past, yep. too. That certainly but exists. But the reason why it is front and center to why they land at equity instead of equality is because fundamentally equity is a buzzword generated by critical theory yes and critical theory means that you Equitable start outcomes. at the end and you look at why nobody's crossing finish finish line at the same time and then you try to you you pick apart their situations to determine what is critically wrong to why they didn't get there and then you can it just it's basically the snowballing effect yeah. so that's why sorry i'm sorry go ahead equity that's why we land there and that's why it's it is so it, that's why it raises our hackles is because it means more than just it sounds good on its face. Yeah. You know, it does sound good because equity, equality. Yeah, of course. But equity itself is fundamentally different and it's fundamentally against the American dream. But at the same time, you can find you can see you can see the desire to want to think that way. Right. Right. But it's very dangerous. So okay. equity. Yes. And then the other three. Or did you have anything else nope, on that? Go okay. ahead. The other, the other three: universal design, cultural responsiveness, and trauma-informed approaches. Yes. Those are the four founding pillars on the foundational, I guess, the foundation to which curricula will be designed for. Specifically, at least my interpretation of the way this is worded, specifically for the K through three instructional period, when it not says, the four through twelve, but at the same time, whatever mm. sexual education education is being created that applies to the 4 through 12 has to be also fundamentally based on that, I would assume. Yes. Um, so and just, this yeah. little paragraph here, right, for the four principles, Yep. and this is inside of Appendix D, that says, All of the work contained in Washington's SEL framework for implementation guide is informed by the principles of developmental appropriateness, cultural, represent, cultural responsiveness, universal design, and trauma-enforced approaches. The framework is meant to be adaptable and relevant to a variety of cultures. All students come to school with different needs and curricula and instruction should be applied on with an equity lens. This does not mean that everyone gets the same, but rather that students get what they need based on their differing abilities. For example, students who have experienced trauma and adversity may need the protection of safe relationships and spaces at school. More information about these principles can be found in Washington SEL implementation guideline. So... Like, and I, I run, like into, sounds, run into this type of shit in our know? state all the time, right? That it sounds like really good, right? You know, because it let's face really, it, really, really good. No two students are the same. Yeah, and but the fact of the matter remains that we have. Let me speak specifically about disability because they're talking about differing needs, right? Mm -hmm. We have specifically legislation in the United States that protects people with disabilities and differing mm -hmm. needs, yep. and legally. 
entitles them to accommodations that they require for anything that they're going to do. And so that's one of the concerns that I have when they're talking about shit like this. We already have things that put that into place. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that there aren't things that fit through the cracks, and I don't... Well, because in real life implementation, you know what we're talking about when you say that. You know, when we're talking about the... You know, when you were growing up, it was like everyone else went to school, and then there was a specific, a small subset of kids that had uh, disabilities of some kind, and they were in a different version of school that most people never really understood what was happening because they were never really a part of it; they were just right. around. But what we're, tr- what I, th- I believe they're truly talking about is on a truly individual level, right? So, like we, like you were talking about before, we have programs set aside that handle a, a lot of certain umbrella cases, right? We have an umbrella that catches certain cases, and yeah. most of those are rather severe learning disabilities. But a lot of people have disabilities. They just have a hard time reading, or they have a, you know, they can't, they're dyslexic, and they don't know it until it's until they're adults or something. Like, there's a lot of different things, you know. I think the spectrum of autism We've learned so much more about that now that we n- realize that a lot of kids require very specific attention. Oh, that's all because of vaccines, called, don't you know? Yeah, I know. All right. <laughs> but Sorry, you know what going. I mean. Yeah. Um, so, so taking that into account, like you can see how when you read it out of this appendix, like it's it sounds about right. But there's enough other language in there when you're talking about safe spaces. Yeah. Because they... They said a safe space. And, you know, I don't know if anybody else caught that when you're reading it, but yeah. they're talking about a lot of the language of, I don't want to just say like the far left or whatever, blah, blah, right. but there's right. some really dangerous language in there that given the state's background makes me cautious. You know what I mean? Um, and one of the things we can, we can move on to this, right? Because this is okay. one of the next concerns that we had when we were talking the other day was this program as a whole right and because mm-hmm. just because you're talking about the background of the state that mm-hmm. that makes me we don't have a good history this, right um is that there is concern i know with us and with a lot of other parents that like i'm not a thousand percent sold that this is the type of shit that the state or the county or the district no. should be responsible for teaching anyway no. but i That's don't one of those layers we were talking about before. but i also don't like recognize and don't trust everybody's parents to adequately explain to them sexual health, reproductive. Like I don't, Mm -hmm. because everyone has their own lens and certain people are like, you know, abstinence is the only way to go. Like I don't, I can't trust that your parents are going to adequately explain all that. You you. homeschooled Uh, Dax. He would get one education about sexual health compared to your neighbor. You know, you guys are not going to, you even among like, us like our kids would not have the same education that you would give your kid yeah right and so it offers a standardization to kind of a baseline fundamental level ideally which i can understand people wanting to get to and i know let's okay let me just speak from a personal perspective right i don't i don't know i don't i don't as a parent as an individual as a whatever i don't I don't know what's appropriate for children. I don't know right. at what level they should be learning things. I don't know. But I also 
and this might be stupid, I just don't feel a thousand percent comfortable just being like, oh, well, that's what the fucking doctors say. Like, that's what the child psychologist says, is that at this level there, it's appropriate for this, and this level it's appropriate mm-hmm. for this. I don't... There's I don't that. know. I don't yeah. feel... And I I would hate to sound like archaic. I'm not trying to be stupid or anything, but I, I am sure there are things to be improved on what we learned when we were in school. You oh, know right. what I'm saying? You think yours is bad, bro. I was like 10 I, years before you. That was archaic. Fuck, man. I don't... I'm pretty sure... Yeah. And it's... I'm just torn on that. I'm I just not like a thousand percent comfortable. Yep. And, and a lot of I get this... It. As we go further on, like we'll talk about, this is just the social and emotional learning, right? Yes. And there's different benchmarks in here when we're talking about. And when you think about like a K through three level, I am no child psychologist, but I've got to imagine. Let's just go into leftist zone for a minute, okay? Okay. They're talking about LGBTQ <sighs> stuff in here, right? And that's one of the things there you that go. concerns me the most. Is what stuff? LGBTQ. Pl- oh, okay. Yeah. Plus, just, you. easiest way to go about it. Came it. Out I did. real quick. I had to make sure. Yeah, I'm what we're just trying about. to fucking get to it. This whole time I've been sitting inside. I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like, I don't blah blah blah. Yeah, we're doing it. Okay, this is what we're here for. This is where we're at. This is where we're here to talk about this. Okay, so I'm fucking concerned about that with the way that, mm-hmm. and I'm not about awareness, representation, none of that shit, right? And I hate to quantify it. And like, I have black friends. Growing up, my 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 aunt chose a lesbian. My my aunt chose a lesbian. Like all this shit, right? I'm not afraid of gay people i'm not homophobic none of this shit right mm-hmm. i'm thousand percent i i hate i hate this I, it makes me like sound like such a douchebag to be yep. like i'm fucking a thousand percent for acceptance but i just don't like we have talked no shorter times we've talked no shorter time pointing my wife now me and carolina have talked no shorter time that like trans rights is not a sticking point for us you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. we're like well i don't know whether or not they should have the same rights as everybody else like that that's not what ridiculous. our concern is you know what i'm saying yeah. that's a ludicrous conversation fucking of course at the end of the day it's none of our business what you want to do in your personal life sorry i'm just cameras what you want to do in your personal life is none of our business it doesn't matter to us it doesn't affect us not important it doesn't matter i don't care will you and i'm not like it doesn't i don't fucking care but like it doesn't it doesn't interfere with my life at all how you identify how you express yourself how you do whatever you're going to do it's none of my business right my concern is they are talking about that the curriculum that that is going to be constructed here needs to be based in science and like current understanding and then they start talking about like modern lgbtq this shit right which in my opinion and my understanding is not a thousand percent consistent with science and medicine and not mm-hmm. let me be very let me be very specific not people being gay or being trans i'm not questioning whether or not that is scientifically or medically sound it, a thousand percent is real a thousand percent exists right i'm speaking more specifically to the far leftist idea of like 75 different gender identifiers and a spectrum of gender that is flowing and people can switch back and forth and it's a fucking like all this shit i'm not I'm not doing it. I'm not down for it, and I'm not okay with being made to look like a caveman because mm-hmm. I'm not okay with signing on with a curriculum for sexual and educational health learning that is also going to include this far leftist critical gender theory ideology that I don't buy and I don't think is real. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's my biggest concern is that they're talking about based in science and all this shit, but there's continually articles coming out all the time, new age leftist scientists, fucking researchers that are that are trying to justify this yep. shit that other people are also saying is not fucking real. And like you said, with the background that our state has, 
super concerned that the scientists they're going to pick are these ones that are leaning way far left instead of what is consistent medically and biologically with what I know, you know, we know as fact. And do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Super concerned about that. Yep. That's another big hangup that I have for this particular bill is that that is not explained. It's not remedied well enough for me. It's not yep. remedied well enough to just say medically fucking backed and sound and then also talk about equity. And like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm... I no, I'm just gonna. Offer I know that was a lot other, of shit. So what you got? That was a heavy unload. That was. It seemed healthy for you. I'm, I'm concerned, not bro. Like, you as had a parent, that I'm concerned. You. As a parent, I'm fucking concerned. Yes. That I know. We talked about on Thursday. I talking about homeschooling and shit. Oh, yeah. One of my big things. I don't want to have deprogram my kid with backwards shit that he's picking up in public school that isn't fucking real. Yeah. That is not true. And then when he grows up to be an adult and he's 25 and he's having real conversations with actual people and not academia and fucking nonsense he's gonna mm-hmm. be like dear fucking lord for 12 years i was educated in a system that had no idea what it was talking about what else do i not know what else was i lied about what else was i not told because that's how you get people who are lost that's how you get people who are conspiracy theorists who don't trust the government they don't trust anything you know what i'm saying because they don't trust what they were even told in school that's not good. I don't yep. I don't want to deal with that as a parent. I don't want to have to deprogram my kid because he doesn't know what he can trust mm-hmm. when we're sitting here on a fucking daily, weekly, bi-weekly week. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when we're doing yes. this all of the time, I don't want to have to deal with that when yep. I go home. I'm not interested in that. And that's nope. my one of my big concerns with this here. And I think you are I think your concerns are apt. Um, and that's to just add a couple caveats to what you said there yes. if, so correct me if i am talk wrong me down from the ledge colin right no i'm not gonna talk you down <laughs> from the ledge gonna... see that's the problem jump, is, bitch, jump! And, and i'm not going to <laughs> it's just i understand <sighs> how do i want to put this so I. Understand... that's why i just went for it i, I couldn't yeah, think right? about it anymore so, i didn't just go <laughs> firstly to us to assuage some of your concerns that yes. have have been you know you are objectively correct to have concerns given the vast amount of anecdotal situations we have we have seen over the last three to four years in neighboring countries, cities, municipalities from around our own country with some very, very troubling things that have come home from schools, right? And obviously this is on a local basis because school districts are essentially kind of built to be run from the PTA up, right? So from the ground up. So that aside, when you're talking about a a federally or a state, sorry, we're, I forgot we're on the state today, uh, on a state mandated level to to be building state mandated curricula, I definitely see the concern. I also would like to offer you a parachute in this on this ledge to know the fact that at the end of the day, no matter what, what does happen, if you are a parent that does feel comfortable, yes. whatever the curriculum is, is important, you will have the option to opt your child out, period. It is not mandated. That, that was also a big since I was a kid. That's a huge piece of misinformation that came yes. out when this started. You have no choice. It's mandated a thousand percent. Yeah. It's I will never be damned happen. if anybody in the state is going to tell me anything that I have to do with my. You know I don't care how far the state has fallen. I don't think we'll ever cross. You that fight hard enough, on. you don't even have to get shots. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you fight hard enough, you don't even really yes. have to get shot. <laughs> they say that you do. They tell you you do. But if you fight hard enough, you don't really have to. I'm telling you. I'm not. We did it. But I'm saying I know for a fact. If you fight hard enough, you don't really have to do it. 
It is what it is. <laughs> yes, it is what it is. Now, you should definitely still get vaccinated. Hundred <laughs> percent. Just hundred percent. This this Rona shit. Wait a while, probably. <laughs> just wait till you know it's safe. I'm not telling yeah. anybody to be sick. That <laughs> was addressed in one of the the clips this week, by the way. Yeah. Kamala Harris's stance on it. Um, that bitch. So on the on the other aspect here, right? When what? when we're talking about the social and emotional learning aspect yes. of it, there are okay, when it comes to the LGBTQ plus community, and I'm not trying to dodge anything. I'm not trying to be a fence sitter. I am just trying to literally don't know how many go, other letters come after that. That's I also, literally don't know. Well, yeah, that's that's more of a social issue than governmental. Thank goodness, but um, I don't think we can have another bathroom debate. Um, but at the end of the day, I think an aspect of whatever this is going to be is, I think we need to recognize where we are at in a, in the timeline of society, of our society. Um, and knowing that where we're at is not, we're not, this is not going to go away, right? That is not going to go away. This whole situation, what we're talking about is not going to go away and it would behoove anyone who anyone in society to have an understanding of what we may or may not think the anthropological mindset is behind whatever is happening in society with LGBTQ plus folks right this is a segment of society that is here and we are coming to terms with the fact that they are here and they feel safe enough now to be out if you will, to be whoever it is that they are. Which is a good thing. Which is a great thing. It's also historically an em- empire ender. But it's, well, a, it's, a, it's on, a canary in the on. coal mine. It is a indicator of downfalls of, of massive societies many times in history. Let me help clarify Not to say what that anthropologically, it is less important to look at or not. Let this me help something clarify that, what please, you're saying because you're not talking just about something terrible. just lesbian gay bisexual trans people you no, are the talking idea about of, you're talking about the idea of like critical gender theory not like yes. non-binary yes. spectrum like gender doesn't exist that's what you're talking about just just to be yes clear right yes. gay people exist forever that's not an empire ender that's no, no, tra- no, no, no 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 just yes just Thank you. just because you, you said lgbtq folks and then I yes. know what you mean. <laughs> I a thousand percent know what you're saying. I a thousand percent know what you're yes. saying. Just so that you so, can't be clipped yeah, and so put let on me, the internet. Help me. <laughs> let me help just clarify that yes. a little bit. Yeah, because the, I have a societal have... a society that in the past, because many empires and many societies that came before us have come to this kind of societal intersection where we have to. All of a sudden, in society now, there are things that are happening sexually and on a gender basis that are the mainstream focus on society is not used to dealing with or comprehending at any point. Yeah. And that the problem with that is it has coincidentally coincided with usually an empire toppling over about that same time. And I think it's because an empire reaches a certain level of safety that it's safer societies to explore those ideas. Certainly, yeah. Right. We're so soft. I was, we're soft. Whether well, people want you to know it or soft, whether, you know. whether people want you to know it or not, we're soft as a whole. As, as a populace, Americans are soft. What do they and say, Donovan? When you, Good times bring about soft 
and I'm just going to use the term men because that's the state, yeah. but it's not. It's meant for humans. So and when good you times are, bring across soft men. When you're soft too men bring across bad times. Bad times bring war and revolution. And war when you're too comfortable and you got nothing to do, times. you got no time to do anything but think. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. You're she not. We're not out. out there trying to survive. Mm-mm. You know, we have a lot of problems, but at the end of the day, it's all pretty good. So we yeah. we feel at you know on a societal level, we have time to to come to terms with some of these things and recognize right. some of the realities on the ground that have consistently been there through the Roman Empire. See, with many examples, it's not like it went away and now it's back. It's always been there, right. and we are just again comfortable enough to be coming to terms with stuff like this. So that being said. The identification of that, the realization of that, that this is, we're all here and we are who we are and the makeup of our gender and all this stuff is going to be a reality that people deal with out in the world. And you, as a young, a a person growing up in an educated school district, should probably have some exposure to that so you can learn, just like we do early on with you don't judge people by the color of their skin. You judge them by the content of their character. You don't judge anybody for any of, the, of their immutable traits or, or just say you judge people by the content of their character, period, right? Yeah. There's no preamble to that. It just is what it is. Treat someone like you want to be treated. <laughs> doesn't matter how different they look, how different they act, how different they sound. That kind of education is probably healthy for young kids. But like that's you said, he's gonna be but that's though. probably what it's not going to be like. I don't know. And so it does raise my hackles up not to think that I don't think there's some validity this is why I want to the looking at it. You know what I'm saying? This is why I want exactly. the course materials. I don't. And that's where that parachute comes in yeah. at least. But again, do I, because to get down to it, <laughs> the actual, because the problem is this is all happening in the background of this one Senate bill. Yes. It's also not happening every year right just no. to just to another point to clarify yes. um that this is not something that's happening every year once to students in kindergarten through grade three once to students four through five yep and then twice to students in grade six through eight and then twice to students in grades nine through twelve so mm-hmm. just like when i was in school let's talk about this for a second when i was in school in the fifth grade, we talked about this on Thursday. You had it once in the fifth grade, and you learned like about yourself. We were separated, boys and girls, and the boys yep. learned yep. about a boy, you know, penis, balls, all the shit, right? And then sixth grade was the same deal. You were separated, but then you learned like about girls also, and like reproduction, and kind of like STDs. General, STDs exist, like condoms exist. <laughs> wrap it up. Be really careful. Yeah. And then in high school, ninth grade, technically high school now. Yeah. Now. Um, I'm th- I'm so glad you were part of that old term. system too. Yeah, junior ah. high for us. Yep. Um, it was ninth grade, and we took a health class where it was like a week, I think, right? Where yeah, I think so. Every day in that class was a different thing. I'm looking to you for confirmation. In health class, it was like a week, right? Yes, but this specific week about STDs and sexual yeah. health and stuff was like one week. I was really just looking for confirmation. You can <laughs> certainly come and talk more if you want, but I was really just looking for it was a week, right? Thanks. I'm going to go. Jordan's going, I'm gonna sorry, go into not more sorry. Um, and so, yeah, there were. Yeah. So, well, we talked about it the other night, too. Yes. Um, so, in 
health class, yeah. right? Because it was like one semester you had strength training or PE, and then the other semester you had yeah. health class. Yeah, and, and so, I remember going over stuff like nutrition and yes, yeah, you know, stuff like that too. Exactly. And so, but during that week, yeah, you have the same deal where like you watch like a baby be born, you know, in the uh, video, you and know. you ooh, unless it's your baby. Ooh, our that. teacher played it in reverse, my G. <laughs> I swear, I swear to God. Yes. Ah. I swear. I want. I swear. You get one of them sliders where you can just move the it ball and it goes crazy. back. It's crazy. It was a, it was a VCR, so and it had like the little turn dial for reverse and forward. So it was oh, just one like, of the old school ones. Yes, yeah. bro. Fuck yeah! It was early two thousand CK. Absolutely <laughs> shitty ass equipment. Yes, yes. Yeah, so VCR with a little turn dial. Yeah, so you could do it slow. Wow telling you that's money yeah so i want one of those that and then yeah there was people that came in from planned parenthood and one day they talked about stds and shit like that and then they also talked about services available in the area and jordan told me my wife told me that i guess they also talked about like personal care like health like nails and mm-hmm. when to take care of your hair and whatnot so many young adults that, need but, that um yes yeah, learn so, how to be clean of, hygiene of that and then i don't think like I, we didn't take it again in high school right that was the last time that we took any type of yeah. yeah, and I didn't take PE in high school. It's probably so maybe in a PE class you did, yeah. but I didn't. It's probably at that know. point the technical requirements of the curricula had been met. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah, that's the only time that it's Which, mandated. Again, might be a plus for this bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could take childhood development classes yeah. and stuff at Olympic. Yep, yep. There was even like yeah. You get yeah. the egg or I took that in. I took yeah. that in ninth grade too. Yes. So yeah, I took, you get yeah. a little egg. You got to take care. You and a partner have to take care of the egg. Yes. And make Inside sure it of comes a flower back. sack. Yep. Is, did you have to do that, or was no. it just an egg? Oh, it, was it was just an egg. egg. Yeah, I think it was just an egg. Okay, so ours, you had a sack of flour, uh-huh. and then you like opened it up and kind of dug a hole in it, and then put the egg in there and put all the flour back, and uh-huh. then taped it back up. And you had to take care of the sack of flour for a week. And See, I like that idea, in. because the physics don't work out that it no. gives you any kind of cushion. But it makes it heavier. <laughs> exactly. It makes it way harder. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, so you wrapped it all up with duct tape, and then you drew a face on it, and then, mm-hmm. like, put a onesie on it, and then you had to take care of it with somebody else for a week. A you, like, cute little bag of flour. And then, you know, at the end of the week, they cut it open, yeah. and if the egg is cracked, then you failed. <laughs> but if it's still one piece, then you pass. Here's and my baby even, back. Did I murder it? You even tap a hole in it and took the shit out, so it's just the egg shell out with the flour. Hard as fuck. What? Yes. Dead baby. Yeah, you're carrying around a raw egg instead of a sack of flour, which is not good. So you got to take all the egg out of there, but then yeah, it's but true. then it's also harder because it's just yeah. a shell. Yes. The only thing would be like if they were using like farm fresh eggs, you wouldn't have to worry about that shit because you can keep them on the counter at room temp. <laughs> just <Yes>. saying. <laughs> yeah. So uh, fucking big aggro um, fucking with our sex health education. Um. Well, that's good because I think we, yeah, we essentially did an equivalent. Because I'm always looking at this point because I, I haven't had be, kids in the school yeah. system. I have no idea. I what's think going I can on. definitely could see that it could be, it could happen more. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Three times over 12 years is probably not no. very much. Once for, a year seems pretty good, I guess. Speculatively, with, with as young as kids are engaging in sexual activity nowadays, that's not. They don't build them how they used to. Should be knowing that yeah. type of shit you know um isn't that kind of weird was... that we've had some societal regression in that point like it's real weird. early in society people were having kids super young yeah and then like we grew out of it but they but were now doing it's... like on purpose though like they well, were yeah, like they all getting died married at, like, early 40. shit this is just kids are just fucking and having kids early because they're not being safe 
That's a good point. That's no good. That is no good. Yeah, that's just a problem. I don't know. I don't know what the problem is. I don't know if that's the parents. I don't know if that's whatever because this is horrible. But, but like, again, that's part of one of these arguments is like the state has no interest. They have no business teaching my kids sell sex ed. Right. But because I took that and know, I also was never as safe as I should have been. You no. know what I'm saying? And I don't. You could teach kids about that all you want know. and they're not. I don't know how you fix it, that, but you know, some people are always going to do it. Some people are never yeah. going to do it. I and don't know. honestly, it might be a fight Weird that is always going to be in vain, but it doesn't mean you should give up the good fight. You know, kids are always going to fuck up. It doesn't mean you should stop teaching them not to. Can we talk about this for a second? Let me pick your brain about this, right? Uh-huh. Because one of the, I told you about the article that I read. It was about like the cups and the, you know, sacred flower and all the shit. Right. And nope. there's, I read flower. something about like transitioning it from like an, not abstinence-based because they've always talked about other things, but, like, as, like, a primary option, you know? And I don't – I'm not religious. I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think that it's a bad thing to be teaching kids. Like, you should heavily consider waiting, not until you're married, but just waiting until you're not 15 or 16. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Just fucking wait. I don't – I think that's probably the best thing to teach kids. Don't fuck. That's probably a good idea. You want to do it? We know. We were all fucking 16. We did it too. Don't do it. It's a bad idea Mm -hmm. in general. It's probably a better idea to wait. I'm not telling anyone what they can or can't do or what they should or shouldn't do. But you probably shouldn't. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I don't think that that's a bad thing for that to be the base of – the base is not right because I don't want that to be like the focal point. You know what I'm saying? But I don't think it's a bad thing to be teaching that this is the best option. Probably. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There are other options, and they're as good as they can be, but they're not as safe as this. And that's This mm-hmm. is the only – as dumb as that sounds, because it sounded dumb when we were fucking 12. But it that's did. as, it definitely as did. stupid as it is. I have a child now. The best way to make sure you don't get an STD or have a child is to not have sex. That's no. the only way to do it for certain. I've been using condoms for fucking like ever – really good way that's a really really good good way way to make sure you don't have a kid but it's not for sure it's not for certain it is not for certain it can still happen but if you're not having sex that's not going to happen if you're not having sex you're i don't know i feel weird like preaching that but i don't because it's not religiously based i just feel like that's father donovan and i don't i I don't think (laughs) i don't think that's a bad thing to be teaching kids i don't think that that's and i don't think you're wrong but like that's concerning to me right. that that's like we should move away from why 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 should we not be telling kids to not fuck that, that seems, seems like, like a good thing, thing. That, that seems like a generally good thing to be telling kids they shouldn't be having sex and I would like basically and I'm gonna agree with you but on a completely different fundamental level okay um because let's face it we have the also, oldest please let me know if I'm off base here because I gotta I gotta know I don't. Well, I, not you, everybody, everyone here who's listening. I'm pointing at the camera, flipping my hand around. I want to say this: I don't think Tell anybody me. should ask. Or, oh man, God, that was a, I was going to ask, like a Wisconsin. Um, unless you have a different perspective on that, because you do have a child now, or or would you say no? I've never heard those words come through your mouth until you until just now. So I don't know if that is a. I don't know. You Will know you, what do you? What did I? Did I feel that way before? No. No? Well, I, I mean, because at that point, probably you probably never really talked about it that much. So you, the only I know for sure I thought that was a dumb actions. thing to yeah. say because I think it's a dumb thing to say now. But I think that it's so, true. And like, I think my point will so, speak to your conundrum a little bit. 
So, I think I know, it would and be... I, I, under, I understand that it's hypocritical. Like, that's why I said... Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying I didn't do it. I, I did that. I was like 15 when I lost my virginity. But I also... From a personal standpoint, don't think that was the best choice that I could have right. made. Do you know what I'm saying? And I know I didn't know that then, and that's why I did it. And I probably didn't know it until I probably till close to when I was married, when I was like, yeah. "Fuck, I wish that I would have waited." But I also, that's why I want to be so sincere that like I'm not religious. It's not a religiously based yeah. thing that like I really wanted to like save based myself until I your was own married. Experience. Like, yeah, I just don't. I feel like. I don't know, man. I because I can't generalize for what most people are going to think is best. But mm-hmm. I, well, and I think it's going to be so. What can indiv- I? You can come over here and talk if you want. Because I, I don't know what you're going to say, but I don't. Do it, Jordan. Do it. <laughs> Boom! You're on camera. Look at that! You're on camera. You got it. You do have to look close. It's not awkward to get close no, to your I beautiful think you've hubby. Just matured a lot, and you also. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to get, like, too deep into it, but Donovan also just views sex as a very personal thing now. It's different when you're in love. It's a whole different experience. And so having those experiences of being 15 or 16 and then having the experience of being with your wife and making a child and realize the kind of, like, magic that it actually is, it's you can wait. Like, nope. it's, you know, I'm not going to say it because I was the same way. I was also 15, you know, so I'm not going to say it wasn't, like, fun or whatever because you're 16, you're 17, whatever. It's, it's pretty fun. awesome. It's whatever. <laughs> you go to parties, you do, like, we do it, right? But at the same time, you realize how different it can be and what ultimately it is. And I'm going to give a shout-out to Elijah right now because Elijah. I sitting with him, talking with him, and him telling me this same thing when I was 18 and him being like, it's better when it's with someone you love. And I'm like, whatever, Elijah. Like, it's just... <laughs> wow! You know? Wow. And I'm like... Elijah's genius. Yeah, he's he is. amazing. Well, Try we've him. talked to him. I can, no, I can totally. vouch. He's and a genius. So, no, I think that Donovan's just matured. I don't think mm-hmm. he's hypocritical. I think he's just matured. Yeah. And when you have more perspective on something, it just gives you more respect for it. 100%. Yeah, even if it's just sex. Now, yeah. that being said, because I think that's a good way to put it, because yes. I would honestly... Again, this will speak to all of this. I think you can objectively argue that today's 25-year-old are the oldest children that we've ever had in our society. You could pick an age, roughly, but it I'm definitely ain't 18. Right now, so. Well, you are kind of an exception to the rule, though, dude. That's kind of the way this whole thing works. Yeah. But, you know, objectively, there are college-aged young people I who are not stories. adults. Yeah. They yes. are not adults. They are no way they are independent and can move around in, in the overall world successfully. They just can't. Work. We have coddled our children to the point where, and these are people our age, right? We are the youngest adults that have ever f- graced Western civilization. Safe spaces and trigger warnings. Not a good sign. Yeah. That being said, you go all the way back. It's not. I don't know if you can fundamentally change a child's like perspective on authority, especially right. when it comes to your evolutionary urges, right? right. And the reason, part of the re- evolutionary reason why p- people could fuck at thirteen and fourteen back in the eighteen hundreds and shit, because yeah, you didn't live that long, and if you didn't fuck then, you weren't going to have any kids, and you're much less raised them to adulthood before you died. It ain't like that anymore, and. Abstinence now, <laughs> you have time. <laughs> yeah, abstinence now becomes a factor in in longevity of the species yeah, as yeah. well as that. Because, but 
at the same time, like, we're not, I don't know how to phrase this other than the fact that, like, kids are really dumb. Yeah. And you're not. Right. The reason you can look back on that. Listen, right. But at the same time, you're also talking about these this childish behavior carrying on for a lot longer than it ever used to. Yeah. And you put those two things into combination and we, you grew up at 25 because I mean, you kind of on the 1980s model, like of life, you guys like that doesn't happen that much anymore. Most people, our generation ish are more like Caroline and I, we're like, we're in our low thirties. We don't have kids yet. And a lot of people our age don't, a lot of generational people, of our generation, don't. Jake and Morgan. Word. Yeah, well, a lot of people, right? That's a, another deal, but it that's took, just another yeah. age group example of people who don't so, have kids. <laughs> to get to that no point <laughs> at your adulthood where you realize, man, you know, it's it's probably smarter not to fuck around that young. It's smarter at this point. Yeah. But the whole time you're fighting evolution to say this is the time. Right. Because you know what it's like being a young man. Uh when yes. you're 13 to like 21, you can't basically see straight without getting a boner awkwardly for no reason. <laughs> it's like a thing that happens. You're sitting in class and math class and you're like, God, I hate everything. This sucks. And all of a sudden you're like, I have this panic attack because you just popped a chub and it ain't going to go away for like 15, 20 minutes and class ends in 10 minutes. And that's... Never mind. I'm more than right. Keep going. But, We're not going to talk about that. Keep going. So it's it's kind of tough to approach the subject at that point because there is so much. We want so much more for our young people Word. than we would have ever been able to be responsible for when we were there. So it is hard, but you can objectively look at it and go, yeah, it's a better idea to not fuck around when you're young because it comes with all sorts of strings attached and it's going to handicap you talk about fucking you know, equal opportunity and shit. You just gave yourself massive handicaps to being super successful when you're 35 compared to the people that don't objectively. It is a smarter decision to be abstinent when you're that age. Yeah. But I understand that it's not going to happen and you won't realize it. Right. Until it's way too late. And I, like I said, I don't, I don't expect them to listen because I, again, I was 15 and that's what they were telling us when we were fucking in school was like, this is the only 100% way to not get pregnant and not get an STD mm-hmm. is to be abstinent. And I was like, that's stupid. You oh, yeah. know what I'm saying? I mean, we had gone the full scare tactic point at that point. Right. Most of our sexual education was... You will if, get herpes and if die. You, if you have sex, <laughs> you will get an STD and you will die. Yeah. That was our education. It's going like, to happen. Yeah. And then somebody <laughs> fucked around and then you heard stories and you're like, oh, well, he's fine. <laughs> he's Everything's fine. He's like, I should try this too. And like, oh, this is what... They're, it's just all a lie. It's a giant conspiracy. Because it kind of is. It yeah. is a conspiracy theory that we are holding on as adults. <laughs> so yeah. it just makes it that. It just illustrates to me to bring it all the way back to referendum measure number 90. Yes. I get the concept and I get the idea behind it. And looking through the pamphlet at some of the ideas of how to approach sexual health education in 4 through 12, some of their bullet points seem legit. A little bit more societal based, a little bit more like. Maybe, you know, we should really talk, not so much the, you're going to die if you fuck. Right. Or, you know, you're going to get pregnant and get, and you're going to ruin your life, which is also true. That's will happen. If you are 18 and you get pregnant, if you're 16 and you get pregnant, your life's going to, it's not impossible, but it's going to be tough. So right. don't fuck around. But there's got to be another approach to it. And at this point, 
I'm almost open to just another approach just yeah. for the sake of maybe there's a, how do we talk to preteens and teenagers and shit about this so that they actually might be able, they don't have to wait until they're 25 and look back and go, yeah, it's probably a better idea not to screw around. Yeah. There's got to be a better way to teach that. This approach, even though it has all the red flags that I would worry about given our state's history and our politics in this state, I, I, it terrifies me. But the the general concept, I almost agree with. But it doesn't mean I'm going to vote yes. Yeah, so let me ask you that. Where Are you going to vote? You think you're against this particular... In favor of this referendum would mean to be against this bill, correct? And at this point, I will vote to that the referendum measure number 90 would be rejected. And at least in this particular case, the status quo would maintain... And the power to create curricula and approve curricula would be essentially passed down through through the state to the PTA and again from the ground up. Because it can be good. improved as it sits now. It just won't be yes. done on the frequency at which this lays out. But it, Yes, and it I like can, the frequency. But the quality can be improved. It yes. does, there doesn't need to be a bill passed for the quality to be improved. That yep. can be done through the districts as it sits yeah. now. And at it this just point, needs to be done. Again, on um, a more fundamental level, I think the state shouldn't be teaching our kids about this. We should as parents. But I also agree more on the idea that the state probably should have something to offer because most parents are not going to do that. And that at least everybody has a standard. Yeah. But I don't trust the state to come up with a more involved standard. And I think my largest objection to this would be the course materials are not provided. I think yeah. that that should... I, I think, think if you're going to be, be passing this, yeah. I, I personally need to be able to see the course materials. If it's going to come not, from the state level, and you, you develop the course, course material, you show me, yeah. and then we'll talk. Um, because I... I don't know. I just don't like the idea of implementing something. It's like, and I'm not to move us on, but it's like the Joe Biden, like, oh, well, after I get elected, you'll find out what I'm going to yeah. do about the Supreme I'm Court. Not in, like, I'm I don't not like with that. that. Like, pass this, and then I'll tell you yeah. what's going to happen. And I don't. I'm not comfortable with that. I don't. Yeah. I don't like the way that with to, with I, the history that our yeah with the history that our state has, mm -hmm. 1639 as an example. I'm not a f I'm not a fan of that, you know, because this could turn out to be something completely different than what we it talked could. about. And yep. and we already ran into that problem. I already had to sit on my couch There's for so forty five minutes and talk about so why much. we had fucked up to three years ago, four years ago when we told people to vote for that, you know? Nope. And I don't So <sighs> I, I'm on I'm yeah. in agreement with you that I do think that the system of sexual and education or sexually emotional learning could be totally we should be addressed yes we should address it but i am not comfortable with this particular bill first of all because it was fucking passed through without any parents asking to do it or like and it was on state yeah it was not, I, I i said this actually while you were in the bathroom but it was passed on party lines by the way yeah so not comfortable with that right mm -hmm. um and I'm not comfortable with a lack of course materials. I need to see more information on this rather than just like a yep. bare outline. Not bare because this yeah. is dense, but just like a rough out. God, that's not even. I trust the PTA it's to not... come up with curricula that I can approve or deny. Yeah. I can't trust the state to come up with curricula that I can't approve or deny. So I'm concerned about that. Um, yeah. But. Which again sucks because the overall, especially the way that this bill is worded. Um, it it's makes not great. it 
it makes it seem like, oh yeah, I'm down for that. Unless you're one of those people who's got a more fundamental argument about it, but right. And before we get into any further um, update on our car tab tax situation, Fuckers. that we've been talking about since the midterms. We've been talking about this since the midterm two years ago. It. it just Thursday got struck down once again by the Supreme Court of the state. Unconstitutional. Unconstitutional. Due to the a constitutional... Uh, was it? It's not an amendment, but a, a, uh, a statute, a, a statute or in, the, in the Constitution of the state, which is 200 and some pages long. Um I asked somebody at work today, I was like, or on Friday, I was like, hey, if you had wild guess, how many pages, standard letter size sheets in a PDF, how many pages do you think the state constitution is? And they were like, uh, 5,000. I was like, thank God, no. It's only 200 and some odd. But That's way more that, than I thought it was. You can go to the statute and you can look right there and see like, yeah, a bill can essentially in, in our state, according to our state constitution, a bill cannot address more than one thing at a time, and that addresses several taxes. That yes, oh god, and that's the problem. Is that those it, assholes? Yes, because due to and the Tim fact, Iman. god damn it, Tim Iman, no. you fucker. This is like the third time that we've gone through this, and so the Just the people of the state now have voted on the concept of removing lowering car tab registration fees multiple times and then the supreme court has struck it down due to loopholes wording loopholes regarding the over which i would much rather have in the supreme court judge i should add that says it's right here in the statute you can't and your shit's fucked up yeah fix it so now i'm more pissed off at tim iman because but at the same time, time, I'm not, not pissed off at Tim Iman. Legislation. well because the state has done such a good job at roll at taking advantage of our money that we paid in for car tabs and putting it in so many different places that you cannot on a with a single bill get rid of that you'd have to Almost do it impressive. piece by piece by piece which by piece <laughs> which will take fucking forever yeah. because this yeah. one took 2 years yeah and it might get shorter and shorter as it goes on like as the precedent yeah. maintains but mm -hmm. damn yeah yeah, so there's there's Fuckers, that. dude. There's that. Thank, but that's right out of our constitution, so yeah. that ain't happening. Goodbye, thirty dollar car tabs. You were sweet for a moment when I thought you were possible. So yeah, there's that. That was a quick side note, <laughs> which is kind of funny because we're sitting here talking about the referendum for this voting cycle when that was something that was on the ballot last voting cycle. That's horrible. So welcome to our. So who you vote for governor for? <laughs> yeah, okay. So, yeah, we can move on through our... Because there's only a couple that I necessarily care to talk about, to be honest. Uh, there's yes. so many more that it's hard to get to without yes. diving um, in specifically. Okay, so, Governor, and we watched the gubernatorial debate, um, you know, like two weeks ago. Uh -huh. It was, like, right after the last time we recorded, I think. Yeah, it was on um, Wednesday. And it was interesting. It was broadcast online. They were in separate locations. Couldn't do it yes. in person. Um, it's the first time I've really ever seen Lauren Culp um, speak at length for any period of time. Yeah, that was refreshing. And I've just, I've, yeah, I've like seen. I mean, that he's holding rallies and shit. But yeah, yeah, I've never. Yep. Yeah, I'll see. Like, I've seen a couple like phone 
videos that people have taken from like a rally or something on Twitter or on Facebook or something, but you can never really hear it very well because all the, you know, shit like that goes. So it was very refreshing to see. It was broadcast, I don't know what channel it might have been broadcast on. I think one of the local news outlets I know carried it. I'd be surprised if all of them didn't. But we also have this kind of sweet thing um, that Jay Inslee takes full advantage of for his daily dictatorial updates. Um, about COVID and shit on the Washington, it's like wa.gov TV or something like washington.tv yes. or something yes. like that. And so you can stream it from anywhere. You can stream on your phone. You can watch it on the internet. Totally free. No loopholes. Thank God for C-SPAN because if you don't have cable and, and some of these debates are going on cable channels and shit. But and that's how that's this debate good. was done? Yes. That was one of, the, one of the avenues at which you could watch it. Socially distanced. Through, they were in separate rooms, yeah. and I'd, in one studio, there was like four yeah. different reporters that did the questioning. And when it comes to a debate, if you're not in the room with the debatee, boo, it gets different. Yeah. So it was, it was fine. It, yeah, was, it was fine. You know, it was I don't think, I don't think Lauren Culp is the guy. Um, not either. I don't think that he's the guy. He nope, he's not the guy. Works but. in a town of like a thousand people, which I think is not good. Yeah, he's had like um, one sheriff's deputy or something yeah, work underneath I, him. Or I get like his argument for why that lends to his mm-hmm. experience because like oh well my job or my intent is to be a hands-off governor like mm-hmm. i'm just not really gonna fuck with anybody you know i'm gonna let you govern yourselves like it's gonna be fine which is it only goes so well far good, <laughs> except for you know everybody in this state pretty much is like please daddy governor tell me what to do so that's not gonna work to just let everyone do whatever they want you know what i'm saying so yeah i'm interested <laughs> in that um now let me I just am, Yes. Let's put it this way. A lot of people are approaching the presidential election as one of those which pile of shit smells the least, right? You know, I don't think there's that many people super jazzed for Biden. I don't think there's that many people super jazzed for, say, Culp for that matter. Right. But Culp on this hand, Lauren Culp, is not Jay Inslee. Yes. Whereas Biden is not Trump. Is... Is that possibly the only thing that might give him a shot at the running? Is that he's not because I will, I'm he's not the guy, no, right? But I'm I'm going to skip the top of the ticket for the presidential. Spoiler alert: If we were going to talk about that, you're later, skipping it. I'm not. You're voting just for not even going to pick one. No. Well, there's other people on there. I know, and I'll probably do a write-in. Really? Because I cannot, in good no, conscience. Okay. Vote no, okay, no, no, we got okay. We'll we get talk into about, that later. Yeah, yeah, we have um, to talk about it after this. Uh huh. So. When it comes down to it, yes, I can make that choice when it comes to voting against Jay Inslee. I can vote against Jay Inslee, and I certainly will, and I definitely intend to. Fuck I'm Jay not Inslee. about to go fly a Culp 2020 flag out of my front yard no. or some shit because he's not the guy. But I, you know who's really not the guy? The guy that not even Heather Hine, one of the most progressive former professors at Evergreen State College, one of the most progressive people on the planet, she can't stand him. Yeah, there's a reason why I'm going to vote against Inslee in this upcoming gu- gubernatorial election and vote for Lauren Colt because he will do less damage in my mind than Inslee will at this point. Especially Plus, in my personal life. it would be life. good. I would like to see what he does when he actually actually step into Olympia and go, oh, this is what my job is. Oh, yes. shit. 
Because it's I've, not going to be as easy to no. to have to be hands off as it he will thinks not. It is. But I think ultimately he'll probably fall back on some more fundamental principles, which will be unpopular, but will be more constitutionally correct in my mind. Yeah. So I'm going to go that way. So I'll just say that right yes. off the bat. I'm I am also going to be voting for Lauren Kolb, not because I think that he's the guy, but because I absolutely could. I cannot You're vote for against him. I cannot do it. Yep. Um, which I is not is yeah. not a good reason. It's not. I like wanted it, to vote I've, against Trump this year. I can't. I wanted to, but I can't because Democrats fucked up um, real hard. Okay, so let's talk about <sighs> let's talk about that, right? Yeah, and then we'll wait because that's do, also on the ballot. Do the, by let's the way. do the rest of our local stuff, and then yeah, we'll there go. You go. Derek Con- Kilmer. Yep, congressional candidate can't do it, right? Nope, can't it's the same it. type of deal. I don't really know shit about Elizabeth Kreiselmeier, but I know, a I know lot that about I DK. don't like Derek Kilmer anymore. Yep. I no longer feel as though he genuinely represents my interest as a constituent and yep. so i don't want him as my representative and whether I'm mine to or sh- try and shake it up yeah. and pick somebody from the other party to see if they're going to do yep. a better job of representing my personal views yep. as an individual in this state and the, and in this yep. district excuse me and i'll say i don't think he has the best mind or the the best intentions at the end of the day when it comes to a look because he he seems to especially in the last since the midterm i'd say he seemed to find himself falling back on more um, just general party talking points. Yes. And the minute you do that, to me, the minute it shows that you have more devotion towards the party and and maintaining your power to whatever ends, just or un. Yeah. And I cannot support that because that is, I'm not going to support the the establishment, well, the continuation of the established government. It's just it's, it hasn't worked for a long time. Nobody listens to each other. It's all crony bullshit. So yeah, no, you've shown too many signs to me that you are a part of the machine, and that is an unforgivable sin in my mind. Yeah, I understand if that's the way you think you have to do it to get by. There's more and more anecdotal cases showing that you don't have to do that. Um, so bye bye. Yes, I agree. <laughs> uh, the next one that I would care to talk about <coughs> would be the attorney general. Check. Um, I. No, bye bye Bob Ferguson. I cannot vote for Bob Ferguson. He is continually mm-hmm. crafting legislation to try and go after both mm-hmm. gun manufacturers and the Second Amendment, and that's not something that I can stand for anymore. Period. Especially in a time where so many new firearm owners are coming into the world, I it's not something that I can stand for anymore. Yep. It's and not, even if you're not a gun <clears throat> advocate, if you're not somebody that is an advocate for your your God given, Creator given, Gaia given human right to defend yourself and carry a firearm. Um, even if you're not one of those folks, the fact that Bob Ferguson has been so misleading and so politically cunning to get the legislation he wants in place passed, I think is as the attorney for, general. If you're a Bernie bro, you don't want him around because yeah. he is a sleazy, dirty politician and yeah. he needs to go. He does not have your or the public's best interest in mind, period, full stop. 100%. Um, and his next, track record will show that. The next one after that would be, um, like we were talking about earlier, Legislative District 23, State Rep Position 1. Tara Simmons, April Ferguson, right? Yep. <clears throat> I can't personally vote for Tara Simmons because of the yep. language that I was seeing on the website and stuff like that. I can't buy – I I got to try and get that type of ideology, right? It's Out. And, this is, and I want to be as specific as possible. It's another answer because I think that – Seems very nice. I think she's a great candidate. I think yeah. that I think that what she stands for is amazing. We need more of this in both parties. But I don't agree with this. You're carrying this that platform enough for yep. me to be able to buy into it. Yep. Your um, specter of 
critical theory and what all that comes with is a shadow that casts so long I can't I can't support it. Um, after that, we position two, Drew Hansen. Drew Hansen, um, your favorite human being. I cannot vote for Drew Hansen. Drew Hansen told me explicitly in an email. Okay, not explicitly. He told me in an email in very coded language that he worked actively and wasted taxpayer dollars on a bill that he knew wouldn't pass because it was going to look good when he went to run for re-election. Oh, is that... Is that our bill? That's, that's our yes. bill? Yeah. That, no, no, that's not even 1639. No, no, this is when he was talking about the magazine capacity. Oh, when they yeah, had yeah, They had right, bills right. in in the in the house yeah. for magazine capacity and then also the assault weapons ban. And so he explained to me why he didn't think they were unconstitutional, but then also why I shouldn't worry about it because they're unlikely to pass anyway, but he was going to continue to pursue them. Yeah. So well, it's also it probably because he thinks he, you're a party Democrat and he thinks that's okay. Even though I wrote in telling him that I thought they were a horrible idea and didn't want him to pass them. Yep. Asshole. I'm buying an extended um, bag for my rifle, by the way. A whole five rounds. Nice. Instead <laughs> of three. <laughs> um, let's see. I think that's the last one on here that I uh, yeah. really feel like I need to talk about. I will say this, um, and I don't know much about these people, but I had mentioned this, I think, either in the pre-show or at the top of the show when we started. Um, some of these offices, you know, like the, the state secretary of state or the commissioner of public lands or the county commissioner. Yes. These things are do important. Some, do some looking because I, in, you know, there's a lot of people, like I and a lot of people in my industries, you know, in adjacent industries have to deal with, you know, county representation all the time and the bureaucracy that said county has built. And a lot of it, you know, really, really heavily relies on and who you're putting in as, say, in some of these elected positions. Yeah. So if you are not sure what a county commissioner does, Google it. Look into it. I can I can tell you right now, I, I know some of what he does in practice on a county level, but I don't necessarily know what they do... Uh, you know what their ideal job is so i'm going to kind of hold my tongue until maybe next episode when i can do some more research on that um i feel like it would be irresponsible to speak to it otherwise at this yeah. point but i don't feel bad by saying you know if you're a hunter like i am and i've i've converted a lot of motherfuckers this year which has been pretty sweet you know you need to look at who is going to be the commissioner of your public lands because around here there was a big merger recently of a forestry company um pope Pope Resources sold Murder? Out. Pope. What? Murder? Merger. Merger. Just, merger. I thought you said Pope Murder. I was like, whoa, whoa. No, I was just drinking when you said Merger. So, so I, just <laughs> yes. a delayed joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shit. Yeah, there was a big merger between uh, forestry companies. Pope Resources has been always very, very, very giving and open to the hunting community about giving access to their lands, which once were owned by the state or are held by trust by the state so whoever determine whoever your public lands commissioner has has to sign off on that deal and if the company in this case that uh rainier forest service i think or forest rainier industries they bought out pope they have a completely different system for access and this mm -hmm. is land that is supposed to be held in trust to the public by our state government and yeah. the commissioner of public lands will work with various timber industries various industries that will come in and do forest management and selective harvest and stuff that the forests need right our public lands need so that they can be healthy for people like me and many many other people to go out and be able to harvest animals and take care of another take advantage go of a natural shoot. resource exactly yeah 
Cat Forest last weekend, bro. Just a shooting gallery. You, oh, you could really? not. It is a massive area, and you couldn't go anywhere on that piece of land without hearing gunshots no, because no, no, people were. No, no. Oh, dude. Love it. To the point where if you're a hunter, I wanted to bash my skull in. But, um, you know, it's open lands, bro. It's public lands. That's what you get. So, that's a really important one. You're so lucky they I'm, might just rush right yeah. past you. And so we have two candidates running for commissioner of public lands, Hillary Franz. Franz. Um, who I don't think is the current one. Um, I don't know because I've seen her recently do the forest fires and stuff on um, some of Jay Inslee's things. And I don't know if she's rerunning, but I can tell you if she is running, I'm not going to vote for her again. So I'm going to look heavily into those people because that's an office of, that's a public office I'm very concerned about. Yeah. And you should take equal ownership of all these public offices and really learn what you need to do about it. Attorney General seems pretty straightforward. We all kind of know, especially because we're so familiar with that on the federal level. Bob Carry that Berg. down to the state level, you kind of get the idea. Um, Excuse me. So, yeah, just do your homework. Look into these things. We got time. This is going to come out on the 20th, Monday. Yeah. Tuesday is the Monday is the 19th. So this will come out on the 19th. We still got time. You don't got to get your ballots in. You know, vote day is on the 3rd of November. So it either needs to be postmarked by the 3rd or in the ballot box on the 3rd. By the last pickup time, right? In Washington, we've been doing this for a long time, everybody. Yep. We don't need to make a celebrity ballot video, do we? No. You can vote, you can on vote online? Or the possibility of voting online. What? You can? Whoa, 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 what whoa, are you whoa, talking whoa, whoa. about? You can't just say you can vote online and just throw that out there. Yeah, what are you talking about? Anybody can vote online, or if you don't yeah, live here, Washington State, vote, vote online. I'm Googling. Washington. So, but is that because he doesn't live here, or is that anybody? Oh, it might be a new absentee situation. Okay, I let's literally see never heard that. Breaking news. Jordan just said that her dad just voted online. What the fuck? My world just was like, there's cracks in it now. I don't know. Hold on. I'm not going to lie that when it comes to all states and military absentee ballots, they are generally taken care of at a level the average taxpayer is not. He works in the shipyard. There's not in the military anymore. He's retired. Well, he's also a badass in the military realm, right? So <laughs> the dude's been around. He knows what's up. He's getting the hookup. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. What the fuck? Well, a.k.a. What time is it in Japan? Never mind. I don't a, know. A cursory Google search has not helped me on this one, so we're going to look into it. Because yeah, okay. if online voting is a thing and that I don't know about, we need to talk about that. I voted today. I voted I today. How Washington voters can vote online. Okay. Okay. Yeah. How does this exist and we I didn't know about I don't understand what just happened. So... Jordan says that her dad voted online just for... Well, Jordan's dad says he voted online. <laughs> Jordan's dad says he voted online. So I'm not saying he didn't. I'm not like, yeah. fucking Kevin says, just to continue to frame, right? I didn't know that we could vote online. Kevin is a Washington State resident who lives in Japan currently for work. So he is an absentee voter. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's... This is just for clarification yeah, because we be. have no fucking idea. I didn't know that it was online, so I think that it probably has to be an absentee thing. It's got to be. It's got to be, right? It definitely, like, logically He's got a government laptop and shit. That has to be some government shit. That, yeah. I, I, yeah, I've never heard yeah. that. I, I would don't... not be surprised. If... I'm not saying it can't. I'm not. Yeah. I just, I, I'm like, I'm I would not be surprised that in 2020, 
if you are a government employee in any capacity, you can vote online. You can probably they probably have a system online that allows you to do that. Or in, in this case, it wouldn't be in on the country. internet. It would be on the intranet, which is the DoD based yes. intranet, which you intranet. probably could, and then. Bing, bang, boom, it's all carried over and delivered to whatever is going on in your state. I'm so interested now. Okay, Me too. So we'll update that. I will uh, say that know, if we'll you just have... Google Washington Elections, there's a nice big button that says register to vote. That's nice. And you can do that with a click of a button. Yeah, you should definitely – I would never tell Ooh. anyone, like, what to do. How many people but are there? But I think there? that voting is a really good idea. How many people are there in the state? What's the population of the Washington state? Lots of millions. Washington state – uh, population. Uh, let's see. Okay, seven point six million. I don't know why I thought it was like three point six something, because I just saw active voter registration for the state is four million seven hundred twenty-two thousand. So I was like, wait, 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 wait. That's more people than we got. Nope. No, no. But that's over half. Yeah. We have over half people in Washington State registered to vote. That's what's up. That is what's up. I. <sighs> You guys Still. should vote. You should do that. I think it's a good idea. Um, yes. I think it's a good idea. Caveat. I think you should vote for who and what you understand you're voting for. Word. I don't think you should go out there and just I'll, willy-nilly I'll start throwing that. shit. Because I, that. This is my case against voter apathy that I've been working yeah. on for years and years and years at this point. Since Now I'm just going to say it started well beyond the podcast because it's just I've been talking about it for so long. Yeah. But there's a, there is a small part of me that doesn't want people voting that don't understand what they're voting for. Mind you, we've been subject to that ourselves. And I think that's probably why it's so important to me is because we got burned on 1639 a little bit. Yeah. And now I'm just like, do not check that box if you're not 100% sure what you are doing when you hit that button. Yeah. Because it has real-world implications. Okay, so let's talk about this. Yeah. President. Yep. Why am I skipping the top of the ticket? Um... Yes. Okay. Why would you well, not I I won't say vote that, for right? one of the other candidates? I might do exactly what Burr, what Brett Weinstein told me not to do, which is vote for Unity 2020, which is Tulsi Gabbard and um, Dan Crenshaw. Okay. Because uh, the Unity 2020 campaign has been suspended. Right. Right, obviously, at this point. Um, but I still might do it as a write-in just because. Um, let's go ahead and take a look here. Who do we have? Why not Joe Jorgensen? Because Joe Joe Jorgensen has demonstrated in the flesh that she is capable of bowing down to Marxist nonsense. Mm. Because she has publicly come out and bent the knee and and mandated to her, I guess you'd just call them constituents maybe, whoever the fuck follows Joe Jorgensen Mm -hmm. and can be behind that. And she bent the knee early on about we – I think her specific tweet was essentially, you know, you need, every, we all need to be anti-racist. Mm. And then we can get into the whole racist, anti-racist, mm. and how anti-racism is essentially just racism but with extra steps. But the fact that – this was that to me was her Aleppo moment that Homeboy went through in the last election, um, the last Libertarian candidate. Oh, I can't remember his name. Yeah. You know, you know, and they yeah, made yeah. all the bleh, weird faces and stuff on the camera and all that. It, they never take themselves seriously, and I can't take her seriously. And so I'm libertarians gone. The Libertarian Party in general is a consistent shit show. 
Yes. To begin with. So, so yes. I can't I can't go that route either. So this was my argument. Let me let me know what you think about this. Right. Green Party, no. Socialism and Liberation Party, no. And Socialist Workers Party. That's a thing. Hilarious, uh, right? I, I, I wonder that, where they're okay, from. Okay, okay, okay. The Socialist Workers Party. Okay. That's hammer and sickle shit. Just so that everyone just remembers, saying. right? I'm sure you remember. Before the Nazis were called the Nazis, do you know what they were called? Mm-hmm. Does oh. anybody know what the Nazis were called before they were the Nazis? Come on, come on. They were the National Socialist Workers Party. Yep. So. That's where Nazi comes from. Yeah. Mind you. And what do we have on there? The Socialist, Socialist Workers, Workers Party. Party. Yes, Isn't exactly. that interesting? Yeah. But the makeup of individuals on that, they would probably be called more, uh, they'd be closer to the Bolsheviks than anything else. So they're probably a little bit more hardcore USSR communist versus what Hitler ended up churching up. Because Hitler That's... came into the National, the Socialist Workers Party, and then changed it from within. Because oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Super weird. And yeah, if you have not read The Rise and Fall of the Third Reich, that needs to be a thing that you do because it's very educational. My biggest point is that if you are not separating yourself from that the Nazi party. You got a the Nazi party. You got a bad you got a bad thing going. You got a bad thing going. You know what I'm <laughs> you saying? Definitely do. It's not good. You're gonna have a bad time. Yeah, you're gonna have a bad time. Okay, so Remember, let me if you pizza when you're supposed to French fry, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a bad time. So let me spit this idea to you right on the way here jordan and i were talking about president and i was like i probably will vote for joe jorgensen right? oh okay. and she's like do you think that that is like a wasted vote right and oh, i said wasted vote. i yeah. said yeah. no and this is why okay first of all joe jorgensen's not my gal but she's down to abolish the atf and that's what i'm talking about that's Word. something and that's Word. something that's within the executive purview so i'm like that's like an attainable thing you can be like fuck this branch or like this body we're not doing this anymore it is what it is this is dumb that's that's an executive thing right. that can be done right because it was created by the executive branch right i'm on board right 100 but when jordan asked me about wasted voice i said no and this is why right because my ultimate dream for the libertarian party or whatever third party is not for them to get 270 electoral votes uh -huh. like they need right it's for them to get enough that the other two parties can't get 270 electoral votes Ooh, right run off at that point is that what we do i don't know right and so i so what i said is on in my mind, yeah. the way that this goes is that when that third party has secured, let's call it 100. I don't know how many it would have to be, but let's just call it 100 just to make it easy. They have 100 electoral votes. Massive chunk. They go to whichever party they more closely align with. Say, this is what I'll do. You make me your vice president. You can have these electoral votes. They're all yours. And we'll run this together. And that's the United States' first coalition government is... Let's, you know what I'm saying? We'll, yeah. we'll, just, we'll call it the Republican Party just because that's what we yeah. have. Now, Republican president with a, a vice president, quote-unquote co-president, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like if you got 100 votes, you're like, listen, I'm going to be your VP, but I'm not just your VP. I'm like your co-president. Like, we're fucking around on this. We're doing it. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to say the, the ticket of Trump Jorgensen. I, I know. <laughs> I, I know. I know. And that's why I am. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get party it. terms because I don't love it either. I get it. 
foundationally, what I, do you I'm think right there of that idea? You. Is that ludicrous? Do you think that that's yeah. like you think it's ludicrous? Ludicrous. But do you think within the next twenty years that that's something that's possible? <sighs> that's the number I threw at Jordan. You know, a lot of it depends on because we are at a crossroads at twenty twenty. We really are. I think depending on which way we zig or zag, that would be more of a possibility in 20 years, depending on which way it goes and how that ter- that turn plays out. Um, but I can't argue with the fundamental pinnings of it because that's the same fundamental pinnings of Un- Unity 2020. It's the concept of one from each side goes in, whoever essentially gets the most votes, they go through, and then the next year, in the next after four years, they switch, and then, then the, the D's in charge or the R's in charge, whoever it is. So I get the concept a little bit, and I can't argue against it. But that is madness. It is. It's <laughs> insanity. And I told Jordan, I was like, it's going to be constitutional chaos for like a year or two. Word. It's going to be insanity. Oh yeah, and but we I... just elected AC or we. ACB will be on the bench most sure, likely yeah. very soon. Jordan asked me, she's like, is that even like, is that like against the Constitution? It's like, honestly, I don't, uh-huh. I don't know. I don't think so. so. But I honestly, like, I think that that's kind of uh-huh. just the doorway to like the first parliamentary style government, like we've been talking about, you yeah. know, where it allows people the freedom to set up like, caucuses within the already constructed parties that mm-hmm. are like like yeah you know we're a left party but you know we're actually the fucking socialist yeah. workers party or whatever that's like yeah. 20 dudes in the house and like you know we matter enough that people have to actually get us on their shit you yeah. know i know i don't think that there's much that holds us back from that people just need to understand the idea that that's like still mm-hmm. possible you know i don't think many people even understand that that's how a parliamentary system works is that like it's the same idea there's just like 10 different groups of people in there instead of two so it's just and takes more work you know what i'm and saying that is the way it is done currently but during the primaries, and then you get down to a 1v1, essentially. Right. Which, you there's certain thresholds, obviously, for other parties to make the ballot. But, in all sense of reality, it'll come down to two parties. But it, there's nothing that stipulates that it can't be the Libertarian Party versus the Democratic Party, yeah, and I or vice versa. Yeah. And But, yeah, I think that's... You think I'm shooting a little high? Let's just say at this point, there's going to be a lot of utopian madness thrown down on in that <laughs> in that little checked box over there. Yeah. Because I mean, what do you, we're we're all forced between a rock and a hard place here. What do we want to do? Well, I'm going to opt out. You know, if to pull uh, some. You, you've seen The Witcher yet on Netflix? No. no. Okay, you should watch the fucking Witcher. It's a great show. But there's a there's kind of a general theme that runs throughout this whole thing. Is like you know, there's a lot of talk about the you know the the lesser evil, the lesser of two evils. And we talk about in politics a lot. You know, you got to vote for the lesser of two evils. One has to ask the question inevitably, no, like, why? Why do I have to pick between two evils? Why can't I just not participate in this right. situation? I or don't want to. I'm not, I despise Trump. I like a lot of things that have come out of the administration, but I would be lying to you if I said a continued four years of a Trump presidency will probably tear this nation apart, if not the entire globe at this point. Like that, I'm not going to say it's going to happen, but it is a greater possibility than if Joe Biden gets elected at this point. But I cannot sign on to the utopian dystopia that the a Biden administration might 
you know, bring into play. Yeah. Like I can't in good conscience do any of those. I'm not going to I'm not going to be forced to pick between two evils. And with the way Seattle and Olympia run our state, if Lauren Culp wins, I will probably kick myself for not voting Trump because just in the real world terms of like who has power, which party has power and the real world implications of what's actually possible. Because at that point, Washington state may have actually pushed back enough and gotten enough of the populace in those red districts. Because there's a, as far as like square footage goes, hell of a lot more red than there is blue. Yeah. It's just more people in city centers that have, they have the voting power, right? That's why Washington's always a blue state when it goes to the president. But if we flip the gubernatorial race, red, Washington is now a battleground state in 2024. That's just the way it's going to go. Yeah. Because there, there will, will be enough push on that side to get the, the populace elected. I haven't seen that many polls for the gubernatorial race and all that, but again, I don't feel in good conscience like I'm down to vote for a continued party to be in power anyways, because it's fun. it's fundamentally... It fundamentally runs against what the executive office is supposed to be. So I don't, this year, I'm, I'm standing on principle. And I am skipping the top of the ballot, probably. Because both of them bring on inevitable disaster at some point, in my mind. So and I can't in good conscience do that. Yeah, I can't do yeah. that. You know, I was willing to roll the dice in 2016 because I wanted to shake up and it hasn't worked out that great. Yeah. So that's why I'm skipping top of the ticket. Word. So hopefully that's arguable. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's legitimate. Um, I'm su- I'm almost surprised that that initially surprised you when I told you that. Almost. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, well, you know, a, lot of, you, a lot of thinking going on here recently. Would you rather talk about ACB or the New York? New York Post story and the fuckery around it. Censorship around that. And then um, we'll talk about a little bit of sports and then yeah. we'll get out of here. ACP is a foregone conclusion and we're talking about kind of standard political punditry and corruption and and all that good stuff which at the end of the day I think we all know ACB is going to be nominated unless of course there's it's like one or two centers at this point that are so it can go either way but I think the implications of that will be We'll have time to talk about that before the election. We'll say that much. Before the election. Yeah, because we got we got the show before Halloween, and we'll know whether or not she got confirmed by then. Um, so I'd say we skip that one because if she gets con- if she doesn't get confirmed, lots to talk about there. Ah. But if she does, kind of ops normal at this point, and then I'm okay. kind of glad. So break down what happened on Wednesday. I gotta go pee, and then we'll talk about Wednesday. The... It was either Thursday or Tuesday or Wednesday, but I can't. It honestly doesn't matter. So earlier this week, um, formerly of the Commentary Magazine podcast, now the editor-at-large at at the New York Post, Sora Mari, um, the New York Post decided to publish a story on Joe Biden, or Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son. And Hunter Biden has been a continual thorn in the Biden campaign, I think, because more or less he's the black sheep of the family. And... Yeah, he's had some problems with drugs and this and that and the other. And he's had a very troubled life. Um, but one I don't think you can necessarily put on his back totally because 
of what it may or may not be like to be the son of a very successful and very rich politician who has been in politics for 47-ish years. Um, but anyways, this salacious story about him um, overseas broke from the New York Post, and it primarily came out via our usual social media outlets like Facebook and Twitter. Um, and within... I don't know how long it took to censor it, but within hours, I will confirm of the story coming out on social media, it was summarily suppressed and in plain sight for everybody to see. You could you could not share the link to the post's actual website to the article to read the article uh, on both Facebook and Twitter, and their reasoning for that, which came out. You know, a little while afterwards, it only took a few hours for them to have to come up with a response. It was essentially that you know they didn't want to put out disinformation and all that kind of good stuff. So kind of the the standard censorship mechanisms that they try to implement here. The only difference is being so close to the election, and due to the content of the story within. Because some people were allowed to view it and read it before it was shut down. Yes. So it, the cat was out of the bag instantly. Dog's out of the blanket, if, <sighs> you, if you will. Dude, I just made another analogy that did not work. Apparently, no, it's like cat's out of the bag is... black sheep. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> I'm full of them today. Oh, so, uh, I know. You can't but say I'm things just saying like that. Black hole sun, like, you know, grunge movement, rock and roll. But Yeah, I got you. Yeah, anyways, so there's that. But anyways... Um, little to do with the, the actual content of what was within the story. I mean, it was being suppressed. Did you go over? Some people got what was in the story started to leak out because they had gotten their holds of it before our tech overlords had decided that it was not worthy for us to be, to be, it was not worthy to grace our eyes and grace our feeds. Did you go over what the story was yet? Essentially, touch it was on Hunter Biden. Yeah. And then I just went into like Hunter Biden's had a real tough. Oh my life, god! Man. Okay, so it's let been, me tell. It's been a roller coaster. Okay, so let's talk about how the New out. York, let's talk about how the New York Post got this information. Yes, right, because I think that's that's my favorite part of the whole story. Right, it's real interesting. Yes, in Delaware, right? Yes, which is important because that is where the Bidens are from. Yeah, right, Delaware. in Delaware. There is a computer store called whatever the fuck the computer store is called. And yep. nice little repair shop. There was a man who no one knows who it is for certain because apparently the computer store owner cannot confirm or deny the identity of the person that has possibly since changed since the story came out. Oh, shit. The computer. And I just got this from Tim Cass beforehand, so I, okay. I kind of trust that he found stories to go with it because he's yes. always got the receipts. Right? This is just from Tim Cass. This yes. is this is what we have possibly so anecdotal, but it sounds like it was indeed Hunter oh, that dropped it off. Okay, so potentially Hunter Biden, potentially somebody else yes. dropped a laptop off. Laptop off at a, a computer repair water store. damaged MacBook mm-hmm. at a computer repair store in Delaware, and then never came to pick it up. Yep, and. So after the and this was in September of 2019, I believe yes. that, the, that the computer was dropped off, yep. right? And so it had a sticker of uh, the Bo Biden Foundation, the Bo Biden the Foundation yep. sticker, right? Who is, if anybody doesn't know, <laughs> Joe story. Biden always talks about it, yep. right? Was Joe Biden's son died of cancer? Horrible. Yep, he was a veteran. Veteran Combat did amazing that. things, right? Amazing things. Died lots of amazing things. Should have right? been president, not his dad. <laughs> Word. Um, 
okay, so this laptop never gets picked up, right? And so eventually mm-hmm. the computer store owner is like, I got to go through this, find out who it is, see if I can get it back to the person who got it. In the computer, he finds a lot. <laughs> like a lot of shit, right? Like a lot of shit. Emails between Hunter Biden. These emails appear to be. Yes. Let me just. Allegedly. Allegedly appear to be emails in between Hunter Biden and the leaders of companies and certain Ukrainian groups. Like Burisma. Like Burisma. Talking about having met with Joe Biden after Joe Biden has said explicitly many times that he never met with anybody from Burisma or, you know, Any, like anything like that. He doesn't talk to Hunter about any of his overseas business all deals. All of this stuff that we talked about during the impeachment, right? Because yeah. all of these things came out during the, the impeachment. Mm-hmm. Burisma, money, Kislyak, yep. all the fucking yep. the dollars, the fire the attorney Joe general. Biden bragging yes. about being the tough guy. And say, exactly. If the prosecutor, don't go. Which was, You're not getting your billion dollars. I honestly don't can't remember. Oh, I can't with the Ukrainian names. I cannot. I absolutely I cannot. I absolutely can't. So, anyways, but yeah, he was talking about trying to get a lots of K's and S's. Ukraine, um, who was supposed to be starting up an, an right. investigation up into Burisma while um, Hunter Biden was working on the board. At Fire Burisma, him, or you blah, don't blah. get the Billy. Yes, and they, and then they fired him. Victor Shokin. Shokin. There Victor you go. Shokin. Victor Shokin. Yep. He Look had to that. go. An S and a K in there. Look at that. Boom. <laughs> He had to go because he was corrupt, and we needed somebody solid in place. And so he was like, well, I'm getting on a plane in six hours. Either he's fired or you don't get the dough. And I'll own this right now because if you go back and you listen to the impeachment episodes, I'll own this right now. We may very well have egg on our face, right? Egg on the face. We're good at that, though. Because when we talked about that, Mm -hmm. we were like straight up. He did do this, but this guy also, like, everybody else wanted him fired. And, like, we said that shit because that's true. But it is. There also may have been more to these nefarious allegations than we believed at the time. So I'm mm-hmm. just going to own that. Not that we're not afraid to admit it, but I just nope. so that nobody's like, well, you guys fucking said I'm owning it. At Which the time, exactly we why didn't, we didn't buy it at the time. Well, yeah. At least I personally, I wasn't sold on it at the time. It's like, it's obviously sketchy. I did not believe that it was totally on the Tell up and sketch. up, but I was like, when we're talking about comparing yes. the two things, this one looks sketchier than this one, mm-hmm. but it does not. That may not be the case now, and right? It, it may not so, have, and it may not have been at the time. And all I'm going to say is that the reason you come here is because we are two average, blue collar working Americans who like to sit down and talk about the the goings on of the day. And if the information at the time led us to believe that at the time, I'm not going to feel bad about it because right. it what. I'm not going to feel bad about getting anything wrong. To be perfectly no, honest, I'm because just I because we do more. Than the average Joe. And that's all we can try to do is do more. But it is such a convoluted and fucked up system out there. It's a a crazy world, especially when you're talking foreign involvement, foreign policy. And it appears as though at this point with what we're looking at, because the prosecutor that came into place for, I just said it now, I can't remember. Victor Shokin. Victor Shokin. Actually, carried through with the investigation of Burisma and found them. To be clean, right? Which, yes. at the same time, knowing what we know about Ukraine now and some of the oligarchical control that is heavily tied back to the Russian mother state, it wouldn't surprise me if who we put in was corrupt in a different way and blatantly found Burisma clear of investigations. Yeah. Which, 
Not to say Victor Shokin wouldn't have done either, or it might have gone the other way. Who really knows? We're not that involved in the inner workings of the corruption of the Ukrainian government, unfortunately. So we're just working with what we got. But at this point, it appears like it might, may or may not have been a good or bad move. It's not good. So, yeah, it doesn't appear good. Also, on this laptop. Yes, um, appear... because these were cordial emails from Ukrainians upper-ups in Burisma that were thanking Hunter Biden for introducing him to his father. Yes. Um, the most that was discussed was a meeting for coffee and getting to know your father. That's the yes. most that was discussed. The Biden campaign responded to these allegations by saying there's nothing on his calendar that says he met with so-and-so. But a lot of informal personal things like that meetings and stuff handshakes happen when you're at the level of vice president so the indication that he may or may not have taken a coffee date for his son to meet an associate of his son does not necessarily raise suspicion right just just from that single anecdotal circumstantial piece of evidence right but the concern about that is that joe biden has said explicitly many many times that he never met with any of those people that's the concern. That's the concern. Um, and, and that's that is the point. Is it's not the fact that, that he met with him and we're getting into this Burisma thing again. It's the fact that he said he never did. Right. Um, there's also apparently like a video, you know, of Hunter Biden like smoking crack and doing Her some life. other stuff and I've seen the know, picture of him with the crack passed out with the crack pipe in his mouth. But it's no good. It, it's it's no all good. no good. It's all no um, good. yeah, lots of really terrible pictures. And, and it then, makes me feel real bad because Hunter Biden's not a healthy individual. No. And, like, that's just... It, no. It's not like... There's obviously bad shit yeah, going on. There's a on. lot of people jumping yeah. on this fuck Hunter thing, and I'm like, it's just... that That is a human being who has definitely had a fucked up life, given... To, through no fault of his own. Yeah. Essentially. You know, he's, he's kind of like a child star that was it's never like on his, TV. his mom died and shit. And it's, it's not good. His brother, it's all, yeah, like everything. It's all it's bad. It's bad, all bad, man. Like, I don't... Yeah, I feel real bad for the tragic dealt, life of Hunter Biden. He's dealt with an insane amount of loss in his life from an extremely oh, yeah. young age all the way through deep adulthood. Yeah. And I don't... Right. So I, I agree with you. I'm also hesitant to like, that's why I'm not like dragging them out. I'm like, these are also things that are on there because I don't want to like leave them out because it's, they were on there. But right. I also am not trying to air his shit out because it's unfortunate that his yeah. father is a politician. And so everybody yeah. in the world is paying attention to what he's doing. And but we've talked it's about also the... provided him with opportunities yeah. to get millions and millions and millions of dollars yeah. that he probably should not have got. Which we've you know talked about before, right? Right. And whether so... or not that's, and that's a tough call. Yeah. It's and so call. my questions with Hunter Biden really only come in, the articles the following day, in, right? Because and yeah, I've the cover-up worse than right. the crime. Well, in the articles the following day are... And this is not a crime, by the way. The Even articles, if all the stuff about Hunter Biden in the article are totally true, it's not necessarily a crime, necessarily, because it's essentially a crime of influence and using your name and your father's name to get more money, which these companies are willing to pay, so it's not technically a crime, It, but it I'm is I'm not talking corrupt. about that. I'm talking about yes. the following day. Yes. There are more articles that show disgusting financial ties between the Bidens and China. officials for the Chinese Communist China. Party. That's what I'm talking Particularly about. Particularly energy companies within China. There is a video that you can watch that it came out months before this that is yeah. a breakdown of a lot of this shit that I was telling you about that is called Riding the Dragon. Riding and the Dragon. That is done by the Blaze TV, so fucking whatever. Take that how you want, right? But it's it was a perfectly acceptable documentary film like 40 minutes long available about, on YouTube right now on YouTube about financial ties between the Bidens and China. 
and I do not have the knowledge or the numbers to be able to spit them out for you right now. You can read the articles. You can watch this documentary. You can yep. do any of these things that will lay out for you the disgusting and dark financial ties between a communist nation and a communist government and somebody who is trying to become the president of the United States and his family were extremely concerning. Extremely. So I would suggest everybody check that out. Almost as concerning um, as having all your family in the government with you. Super concerning. Right? Both of those things, yeah. Equally. Different different side of the coin. Different types of concern, but just as concerned, mm-hmm. yeah. Because um, what we're essentially talking about here is corruption. Yes. Period. Like, that's boiled down. We're talking about corruption. Which is a problem regardless. Because corruption isn't always illegal. It. Yeah. Which is the problem. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's... That's, That's really it, because you talk about the, the cover-up as, yeah. as far as social media goes. I mean, yeah, the backlash is, was insane. Yeah. People couldn't share it on Facebook. They couldn't tweet it on Twitter. The editors of the New York Post were not able to share their own articles yep. on Twitter. Saurabh Mamari, his self, and like I said before, I formerly of the Commentary Magazine podcast. The, judici- the Senate Judiciary Committee was supposed to vote yesterday to subpoena Jack Dorsey to come in mm-hmm. next week. Did that happen? Do you know? Not that I saw. Work. I know they talked no. about it. They're going to vote on Tuesday yes, to they have him in next it. Friday. That's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. He said that they were going to notice an update on. Okay, yeah. I got it. So yeah, Tuesday. they had talked about it as part of the Amy Coney Barrett hearings yes. and brought it up, the fact that they would like to talk to him. So that's the always, that's the unofficial subpoena. Okay. Where it's so, like, hey, we want to talk to you, buddy. So I believe on Tuesday, the Senate Judiciary Committee is going to, supposed to actually vote on a subpoena for Jack Dorsey for him to come in on yeah. Friday to testify yeah. about the fuckery, yeah. about what happened. On Twitter. And I believe Mark Zuckerberg has already agreed to come in. I would so, not doubt it. Because he's he's always on that, like, Daddy wants to talk. All right, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Don't subpoena me. Yes. I'm on board. I'm I'll, helping. I'm I will a, answer a, any of the questions a, that you have. Yeah. I'm a... <laughs> Damn it, dude. I should have done the close-up on that. That lizard. was so good. Yeah, he's a robot. No, yeah. lizard. it's okay, though. The, Reptilian the, elite, Colin. Yeah, I'm the just kidding. conspiracy he's people got it wrong. Yeah. They're not reptiles. They're, They're robots. robots. That's what they are. Uh, invented by Bill Gates. We'll go with that one. I'm starting the Bill Gates one. <laughs> Microchips. <laughs> He's the one that created everything. Yeah. So, yeah, that's um, supposed to happen. I think that's pretty much it as far as Yes. This. But now let's talk about the implications to why that is bad. The implications. Why was it more important than the Hunter Biden story itself? Oh, I don't know, Colin. Maybe just this thing we've been talking about for a year. To all you fuckers about shadow banning. This this exposed, I told you, there was like a tiny part of me that was like fucking good. Jordan, right? Sitting mm-hmm. in the kitchen with my wife. She's talking about how she's like genuinely deeply disturbed that she's like seen with her own eyes the manipulation from what we call like the tech overlords and the mm-hmm. influence they have on people's ability to share information. Check. And she's telling me and I'm having a hard time even like sympathizing with her because I'm just like... I fucking told you fuckers. I've been fucking telling you. I've been saying it. We've been talking about it the whole time. That this is happening. We're not conservatives. We're not right wing. We're not being ridiculous. This isn't radical. We're not trying to radicalize anybody. This is all legitimate. We're sharing unbiased information that people don't want you to know. There are people that are, even if it's not that, there are people that are controlling what you get to know. And I don't, people... Or and or algorithms person and algorithms and, are built by people. So algorithms, by definition, 
have a bias if you subscribe to inherent bias. So if you are a prescriber of understanding that inherent bias is everywhere, then you have to understand that an algorithm by definition is biased for whatever their creators want to be And if you're on Twitter and you're looking at the home instead of your latest tweets, you are 100% looking at what the algorithm wants you to see instead of an unfiltered, quote-unquote, Twitter feed because apparently they can still fucking do it and you just don't know about it. But yep. there are so many people that even my own Twitter, like once a week, it'll just switch me back to home. Mm-hmm. And I have to change it back to the latest tweets instead of home so that I can just yep. see my feed instead of the top tweets. Yeah. And, don't and if, if you want to partake of some media that will kind of more or less clue you into what we're talking about in a 100% non-conspiratorial mindset and you can learn some of what originally got why I've been preaching about the ad model and shit like that and how terrible it is and we got to get away from it as far as the internet is concerned but watch on Netflix The Social Dilemma it is an amazing little I mean and I have my problems with the documentary itself you know there's that whole fictional storyline they have running throughout the whole yes. thing which is just so yes. over it's the not top perfect but there's a lot of good yeah, information there in is there and it, from insiders and from everything that we've known from watching all this stuff over the last for years at this point like you just go, I mean, it was 100% confirmation bias to me. I was like, check, check. Yeah, thank you yeah. for talking about that. Thank you for talking about that. So watch that, and you'll have a better understanding of why that why the system is in place. Because what we're talking about isn't essentially why the system is in place, it's, but it's dealing with the system and the algorithms itself, which is manifesting itself in the common term that we use called shadow banning. Yeah. And what that actually is. Because that, what this Hunter Biden story did, was put a fucking magnifying glass to what shadow banning is. And it's probably a little bit more um, belligerent. It's probably a little bit more uh, purposeful in this particular case. But it's just another example of what's been happening for years. And well, this is the biggest, probably the biggest platform that's ever happened on is they, they hit accounts that were the biggest it's ever they had federal accounts right and so this is just again it's just a magnifying glass it is just a single anecdotal case of what's been happening for years at this point. right and now it's just right there crystal clean for the entire world to see what has been happening when it not only exposes that it's happening yep. but that there's a political ideology and bias behind it yeah um and that is because if this was evidence in part on Facebook by the mm-hmm. fact that the person who was tweeting about it from Facebook used to work for the DNC. Word. You know what I'm saying? Something high. Title, I don't remember yeah. yet, but something high up at the DNC. And now yeah. he's working for Facebook, telling people, deciding what content mm-hmm. can and can't be shared. Yep. I don't. I don't believe that somebody who used to be a chair or a high up at the DNC is going to be able to be, or wants to be completely objective in the position that they hold at a technology company i don't believe that that's i don't we love politics are we a part of any party on any realistic fundamental powerful position i'm even registered as independent so within that unbiased right i mean implicit bias right there if you're a believer in implicit bias you have to believe that that the motivation of what's behind this and so uh so, again, not only the political ideology behind mm-hmm. it, but also 
a window into why for so long shadow banning has been dismissed as a right-wing conspiracy because the people who are doing it belong to a left-leaning ideology and so it's easier control the levers of television i mean movies hollywood the 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 construction and release of almost all pop culture is out of a leftist viewpoint 100%. and not from a conservative yeah. viewpoint and it's not even ben so shapiro much wrote that a whole book about that he did and it's a, it's a great book by the way um but it's not even like the people at the top of these companies ne- necessarily it's the cultures that are within these companies yeah. that have these people in there that that have the ability to disseminate the information that the world at large is in taking yeah and that it's the distribution or lack thereof in this case the suppression of information that is the true egregious crime going on here, right? It almost at this point has nothing to do with the actual Hunter Biden story. It's right. the story itself is one thing. There's circumstantial evidence within it that raises a lot of flags, investigations, whatever. But on top of that, we are now talking about a more fundamental misrepresentation of what these platforms this is We'll put it this way. This is a chance for the platforms. They, they are at a crossroads at this point. And it has become so blatantly obvious of what they did to suppress information from one of the oldest news outlets in our nation. They suppress that for everyone to see. This is a crossroads now for them to make a decision about whether that is they can back that up and decide that, yes, this is what we as platforms are going to do. Right. Period. Give me regulation back the fuck off right now everything we're doing is illegal fuck you or they're going to try to play ball circumvent regulation ask for forgiveness and then try to carry on and do better you know and go forth but this this is a the reason it became so big at least in my mind so please you know correct me after this if if you don't believe this but the reason why this is so much more important than anything else is because on a societal level now I think this the the outrage alone has proven to us that these platforms and the way we communicate through social media is much more fundamental to most of us than I think we'd like to admit. Yeah. Right. The old argument, the libertarian minded argument of falling back on, well, it's a private company. They can do what they want. A lot of people have a hard time struggling with that right now, including myself. Right. It's real hard to just fall back on that fundamental value and be like yep sorry they 18 months ago i was saying that exact same thing like i don't know well fuck them you know yeah if, if you do not believe at this point that a tech company like google facebook i want to say youtube but that's google and shit you know if if the tech overlords if you believe that they cannot sway the outcome of an election this proves to you now that you're wrong and that they absolutely have the power, whether or not they have or have not done it before, whether they've done it on purpose before, it is proven that they have the power to do it, and they are not afraid to do it. And that's what the senators from the Judiciary Committee were saying, Josh Hawley especially. He, I wouldn't go as far as he did. He said that yeah. they were, like, subverting the election or rigging the election. I wouldn't yeah. go that far. But you can, you can but move I, the needle. I, I don't think you can deny that they are attempting to influence the election no. when you are... This, whether or not it's true, right? Because we can't corroborate whether or not all of this information is no. totally factual. And there's supposed but to be more idea, and more coming out, by the way. The about idea the that this is possible yep. could certainly change people's minds Hard as to who they're going to vote for. Way more than fucking 
Supreme Court justice. You know what I'm saying? Like whether or not Joe Biden and Hunter Biden have taken millions and millions of dollars from the Chinese Communist Party will change a lot of potentially could change a lot of people's yeah. minds. And the idea that they would try and like you said, hold back that content from people being able to even share it with their friends Scary. is ludicrous. And we had mentioned the official federal accounts and stuff before uh, we mentioned it. But where that comes into play was to help circumvent the suppression of free speech on Twitter and Facebook. The House.gov website put a link to that story in their website via their accounts on said platforms. Yeah. Said platforms suspended those accounts. Kelly McEnany's actual press secretary account suspended for sharing that. I mean... And she had to take down that tweet before she was able to come back on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Egregious. Yeah. So if you don't think it's a problem now and how deeply rooted in our politics social media truly is, this is a crystal clear black and white example of why it's so dangerous that these platforms essentially can control the overall thermostat on our rhetoric online. Because if the vast majority, essentially, social media platforms have become the new public square. A lot of people make this argument, which is why a lot of people are arguing for them to be classified as utility. And again, we can have the substantive argument and discussion about whether or not that's the right way to go or not. But at this point, you can't argue the power they have simply due to the fact that we're on there. The populace is on there. The populace speaks given whatever makeup the demographic is on said platform, the populace yeah. speaks. And so the, so the platform reacts, not a good way for democracies and republics to be run. Yeah. It's really not. It's a very dangerous way to do that. And I don't, I mean, this has got people, uh, what would you say? Uh, MAGA Haberman, Maggie Haberman, MAGA Haberman. from yeah. New York times. New York times. Yeah. She got in hot water because, because she shared the article. Yeah. You can't, and again, free, the, the First Amendment does not apply to a private company necessarily. They can do what they want. But we're being confronted with a serious situation here that we've all kind of been right. putting in the back of our minds. They can do what they now. want so long as they can prove that it violates their rules, you know what I'm saying, yes. their policy. But the real-life implications of what is said on there have real-life consequences. Yes. As we can see. And it would be better if it wasn't such a salacious story and there was a right. little bit more substance It didn't matter it. so much. but no. Well, maybe not even that it mattered so much, but if people didn't care so much because that's the type of shit that even non-politically activated people care yeah. about. Like, there's a video of Hunter of a fucking the Democratic candidate's son smoking crack and having sex with a woman. Salacious. What? Exactly. What? <laughs> yeah, little John's blowing his mind. We're not gonna do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep no, going. We're gonna blow out the speaker doing that. Yeah, you just redlined. Fuck. God damn. Right. Now I'm gonna go pee again. Oh. This okay. has been bad, dude. I've been like, no, I can't do it. It's okay. It's two weeks. That's what it is. It's the two weeks. My bladder gets time. It has enough time to untrain from the the multi hour long conversations. Yeah. Brb. That's all right. We're switching to sports now. Sports. sports! Okay. So. Colin's going to come back, and we're going to talk about fantasy last week because it was heartbreaking. Um, I'm still doing pretty okay. We haven't really talked about fantasy this year. Sports have been hard to come by. It's been weird to come back into sports. Um, but we're out here. 
I'm in a couple of different fantasy leagues in the league of $700, which is the league that Colin is in, my wife is in, all in together is 14 teams. Um, I'm four and one. Colin, fucker. Um, and it's struggling out here. There obviously was, not obviously, but there was no preseason this year. We talked about that when Larry was here. So there's been a lot of injuries this year in the NFL. Um, people being unprepared. There have been some people coming out blaming the NFL. I don't think that I think that that's kind of ludicrous, but neither here nor there. Last week, Dak Prescott, quarterback for Dallas Cowboys, excuse me, compound fracture in his leg. Bone came through his, in, through his skin, through his sock. Horrible. Had to be carted off the field. He is that's currently disgusting. Dak I Prescott. Hate when that happens. Yeah. Dak Prescott. Not on my team. Bone okay. through the I skin, mean, through the sock. Um, so he's out for the rest of the year. Yeah. He had to have surgery on his leg. Um, he is currently playing on a franchise tag. And so he has no secured contracts after this, which is super Scary. unfortunate. Um, yeah. Yeah, so there's a, it's it's horrible. There's been a lot of injuries this year. I was just saying that. It's really bad. Um, yeah, it, it's been rough, man. I think I've had – luckily, I've, I mean, I have multiple injuries on my fantasy team, but luckily most of them have been questionable for a week or two and then come back. Yeah. But it's just – yeah. It, it almost seems like there's more and more of a year, too. Well, just this, this year has been particularly bad because no preseason. That's made everything worse, not having a preseason to warm up yeah. to being prepared for a regular game. So that's because everybody's um, so much more fresh. Yeah. They haven't had more time to practice. Exactly. Better, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So there's been a lot more injuries. It's it's of, like, really good players, you know, of, like, top-line players that are starters and stuff like that. So um, it's going to be interesting. We are Seahawks fans here. Obviously, it is bye week this week for the Seahawks. They're five and zero. Last I, week, I'm feeling that one, man. I'm missing Tyler Lockett. Last week was a disgusting win. They did not deserve it. Sounded like it, but they got it. One point. One point. Twenty-seven to twenty-six. That's not the way that it should be done, especially against Minnesota. That's a terrible <laughs> fucking team. Right. There's no reason. No reason for that shit. Good to see um, that the Seahawks are still playing to the level of their opponent. The motto for the Seahawks this year has been "Let Russ cook." Let Russ let, let Russ, Russ cook. cook. Yep, that's been the motto. Okay, let him go. Let him air it out. I mean, what's the record now? Five and zero. Five and zero. Five and zero. Let he, Russ cook. He looks fucking good. Let he looks Russ cook. Really good. It is bye week this week, like I said. So yep. I'm playing this week. Next week they'll be back. Um, it's good. It's a good time. It's good. I did tell all the people that I was four and one in our fantasy league. Well, you, you, were, you were four and zero. Oh, now you're four and one. Do you want to tell them who my loss was to? It was to me. Yeah, it was, uh, and it was a magical night because <laughs> Drew Brees. Okay, so it really came down. It was like twelve points. It was a shit show, right? And it yeah, was it came one. down to a twelve point spread between you and I. You were leading by twelve points. Um, I don't know if that's what it was. I'm just gonna go off of that because that's <laughs> it. Felt like a Grand Canyon away from. I the think victory, that right? I, I think that I, I only had you by like maybe fifteen. Yeah, okay. and I needed to get a bunch yep. more points, and yeah. I needed you to 15 do fifteen. Sounds about right. Yeah, because that was because basically it came down to. My quarterback versus your kicker Yes. at this point. And I needed my quarterback to do a nice, strong showing. And my quarterback is none other than the great and powerful Drew Brees. Great and powerful Drew right. Brees. Drew Brees has, th- he has thrown up more than 20 points multiple times this season. He's still got it. Except for one game where he pulled in less than two digits. And it was like great game, bad game, two great games, you know, because I have a, I got uh, fucking Minshaw second yeah. as my backup. Again, he was he's my backup last year too. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Um, but Minshaw has been 
solid. 20 plus. Most he's, games, right? He's much better than I thought so he was going to be. I've played with that before where I'm like, eh, maybe I'll play Mish, maybe I'm... But no. And so I, I kept Drew Brees in there, and it came down to, yeah, Sunday came over, you're 15 up, and all we had was Monday. And I was like, all right, all I need is for Drew Brees not to just suck. Yeah. And he sucked, fantasy point-wise, through most of the entire game we'll until like about – At least the first half. Yeah, until about maybe three-quarters away the third quarter. And then it just got stacking on stacking on stacking, and then your kicker is missing things, losing points, and then it was a nice walk home for me in the end. But yeah, there I was, was a, he for was, most of the game we were talking shit because I was legit nervous. I was like, "This is gonna, be, this yeah. is just my fucking fantasy luck." Always happens. I'm a, a, a surefire win. And my QB is gonna shit the bed, but he didn't. Drew Brees pulled it out. The man deserves all the praise in the world. I'm in love with Drew Brees <laughs> all the right now in the world. because he yeah. allowed me to crush your. Winning streak, undefeated, yeah. now defeated, and now I am up against none other than your fine wife, Miss Phillips. And she needs the win. So and she needs the she, win. Hopefully she beats your ass. But uh, I don't know if you noticed this, but take a look at this. I decided Ooh, to... That's close. I decided to change my team name and mascot <laughs> yes. to try to get some intimidation going on. <laughs> <laughs> so I changed that's to like funny. the Psycho Ski Mask yes. dude in shoulder pads. And I changed my team name to the Neverwhere Murder Ballers instead of the North End Salty Dogs because I'm here to play some murder ball. Are you scared? She's not scared. I told Colin yeah. to get his dick stomped. Exactly. Ooh. I just apologized to Carolina if you can't impregnate her this weekend. Because I got my dick stomped. <laughs> that's how that's going to go. I hope not. Well, you heard it here first. Because, I mean, compared to last year, my team's a lot much. It's a lot better. You're doing, I'm doing good. I'm doing okay. You're I'm doing holding my good. own. It's, I'm not. There's no, you know, you're by well away the best in our division. But it, it's like a three- or four-way tie between second. You know how those yeah. goes early on. But I have gone in the, the overall projections yeah. from overall from opening um, in the overall standing projections. I went from last place to, I think, coming in fourth now. That's good. The projection-wise. So I'm we only own. have two teams that are under two and three. Uh-huh. So most teams are doing okay. Yes. You know, there's like only – It's a tough, it's one, a tough one, league two, this year. Three, it's a tough division. Five teams that are three and two. Yep. I'm four and one. Cody's the only team left that's five and zero. Oh. Yep. Um, and then everybody else, there's two and three. And of course, Jordan's one of my losses, one, not was this Jordan, total bullshit, by the way. Jordan, Jordan A, Jordan A, yeah. the other Jordan, yeah, the comeback kid. He's one and four. Who's Ripon again? That is Joe. Yeah, Joe can um, go himself. I'm playing Joe this week. Yeah, Good. I'm trying to fucking beat Joe because he, oh man, I, that game. Because I don't think that was the game in between the show. Yes. Right, it was the one right after the show. I think last yes. year, yeah, and or last week, um, two weeks ago. But yeah, he was like, I walked into that cocky man because his team has been pretty trash. Motherfucker put up almost two hundred points every once okay? in a while. Yeah, quarterback getting like forty five points. I was angry. <laughs> it's rough out here. That's part of I not to discount it, but that's part of why you won last week because I had Matt Ryan hit six points. Yes, he My did. My quarterback gave me <laughs> yeah, six fucking did. points last week. Zero touchdowns. Talking about quarterbacks, not even two hundred fifty yards, and then a pick. It was horrible. My kicker last week at one point was like negative points because he, yeah, he missed, missed his first kick. I think it was two, right? N- no, he game? missed his first kick and then had to make two to get points because you he had made an extra point to get back to zero and then kicked a field goal to get like three points. <laughs> I really just needed him to kick like 
two or three field goals yep. of a decent distance. Oh, yeah. Because if, if in our league, right, it's all done differently. I'm, vote, I'm trying to vote again next year to get kickers out of this bitch because I'm so fucking tired <laughs> of all this nonsense with the kickers. I tried to Coming last to year, and like 10 people voted to keep kickers. And I was like, yep. you've got to be fucking kidding me. I thought it would be way easier than a that. A kicker can sway your point It can by 10 points. Easy. It was easier. If you get a solid – I've, to I've shift had more people. than 10 points more more than one game just this year crazy just game. on my kicker. So it is a fucking wild card. I hate it. And they almost have no sway over the game necessarily. They just the, add two the points. The team yeah. puts them in a position to make them win or lose games. Yeah. And then it is a coin toss about whether or not they're going to win or lose the game. So that will, that should be part of the argument for next year. We're getting rid of kickers. We're gonna every year. It's a wild card, just, man. I was explaining Jordan and I were explaining fantasy football and kind of our league to John and Olivia. You know, because mm-hmm. they were every time we talk about, it, they're like, "Oh, fucking fantasy football." And I'm like, "No, no, no! Like this is like a legitimate thing that we do. Oh, yeah. Like, like there's always there's you know millions and millions of dollars that get transferred. Yes. Fantasy um, there's also the last two years we've done it. We've had like legitimate votes before the draft of things mm-hmm. that we're gonna change in the league and yep. what people like and what they don't like. Like last year, you know, we switch to the fab system with the dollars and everything yep. it was easier to switch to the fab system than to get rid of kickers right what the fuck <laughs> is that what the fuck is that i don't understand it anyway so yeah well so we have so yeah there's a whole voting process for everybody yep. and then there's always a fun way to figure out what the draft order is going to be and then the draft it's a whole deal um so oh let's look at the the fucking the playoffs real quick that's what i was going to do look at the playoffs. and then yeah um play a picture league oh man we should have pulled up the league fucking on ESPN.com before mm. this happened. I didn't even. Well, now you'll have to like log. Oh, I guess it'll be. If you know what your. It should autofill. I was going to say, if, yeah, if you know what your login stuff is, then we can. We I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's not it. Boom. That should be it. Fucking Google put an IMDB link at the top. That was genius. Are your teams on here? No. Oh, they should be. Yeah. Should yeah, yeah. There Word. It is. There it is. Perfect. And is this going to show up on the... No, it won't. Oh. But you can... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know if you just want to look at it. Or no. Wanna... I thought that it was going to show up on the actual stream. That's true. Um, I can... Yeah, I, I, I no, try that's to do okay. that. I'm trying to work and there. It's just the audio keeps no, dropping every No, that's totally fine. That. We'll just talk about it. Playoff bracket. Right now, it is fucking... We're projections. Cody and Officer Brian, who rejected a trade for me yesterday. What the fuck, Officer Brian? It's There's like no trade. trades. I'm trying to hustle out here. No I one. traded. I traded I, that's somebody. like the only one, I think. Yeah. After that, it is Casey pick and up fucking Joby. And then Lacey and Morgan and me and you. If the playoffs started today, you and I would be playing in the first round of the playoffs because I'm the two seed and you're the seven I don't like seed. that concept. You're like in the seven of, yeah. Ooh, 141, 70. See, that's fucked. You got some. You got into the hundreds as far as your points went last week. Yes. 141, 74, and I went 153.8. Yep. We also do decimal scoring in this because that's – at that, that point, single yards. That. Single yeah. yards. Chad lost by like .3 fucking points last week. I think I was my first game this yeah, year. I lost to Isaiah point. by less than Horrible. less than a tenth. Yeah, it sucks. If I remember but right, it makes it way more fun. And then yeah. it's not a left up to like tiebreakers and whatnot. It's done to the decimal points, which is cooler. I think that is good. So yeah, versus yeah, because yeah, the tiebreakers can feel robbed. You yeah. feel robbed, especially a lot of them go to like bench and shit. We've had a couple issues with tiebreakers yeah. in the beginning years of the league. Um, it's worth it. I'm doing really good in most of my leagues. I'm trying to win. 
cash, bro. This one is seven. A bunch of my other ones are like two and four. So I'm trying to walk out with like 1300 bucks this year in fantasy. That's what I'm trying to do. And then I'm going to buy something cool. I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm going to do something cool. Oh, there's, I got a pending trade. Uh-oh. Receive Clyde Edwards and Cam Newton. Send Derrick Henry. Wait. Quarterback and a running back for a running back. Hmm. Chad sent. No, no, no. I don't know who this is. What does it say? Oh, it is Chad. It's from uh, Week Week Beatty. And Today, he and October he's offering 15th. you Clyde Edwards Hellaire. Yep. And Cam Newton. Send Derrick Henry. What is the current ranking of Derrick Henry right now? Click on him and see what his position ranking yeah. is. I don't. I'm like. Derrick Henry. I don't understand what's happening here. Position rank 14. That seems weird. That's like. That's I would, what I'm okay, asking. So, in my but that'll give me three quarterbacks. Opinion, and, no, three quarterbacks. I mean, yes. Clyde Edwards is the twelfth. I'm here. I'm gonna put this up on the screen. Maybe so you can he's see concerned. It. Okay, so so look at this real quick. There it is. Let me tell you this. So Le'Veon Bell, Cam Newton, receive Cam Newton. Yeah. Okay. So Although it still says New England, which is weird. Oh yeah. Wait. No, he New is England. on New England. Yeah. Sorry. I'm okay. So yeah. I bet that Chad is concerned because Le'Veon Bell just got signed with the Chiefs, right? And so, and Clyde Edwards Hilaire is the running back for the Chiefs. So I bet he's just concerned that Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going to not get as much production because Le'Veon Bell is there. I don't. What's going on here? I don't know. I don't know what to do about that. I think that you can you can look up. Um, like it's a, a his, trade history. Yeah, you can look up a trade calculator. Oh shit! And man. it will. Yeah, you go down. Yeah, look at that. Nineteen, thirteen, eighteen, twelve. Like that's that's Com- not bad. Compared you know to what I'm Derek, saying? what's is what's Derek throwing up? He's had some decent numbers. Yeah. So I mean, he's, he has higher. You know? It's higher it's highs, lower lows. Yeah. So I don't, I mean, that's up to you. I I don't know. I that's crazy. I th- I mean, I wouldn't be that concerned that. What's little Cam been doing this year? I haven't been. Following. He's been sick. Um, and so he missed some games, but he's doing pretty okay, you know? Yeah, that's a tough one. Shit, man. I got some shit to think about here. So, yeah, so you can – there's a trade calculator that you can use. That yeah, I I've use seen it pretty, on my app. I've never done it. No, the, there's a different one. Yeah, um, where it tells you, like, yeah, if yeah. You, this if is, you Google like – yeah, of, here, trade. Interesting. FantasySP.com, and this is what the trade calculator looks like. Oh, yes. Oh, so, so you, you enter the names in, and then you analyze it, and it'll give you, like, a percentage. I would suggest using that. That's that's crazy. I'm extremely interested. That's wild that mm-hmm. that just happened. Chad's extremely hard to trade with, so I'm surprised that that is what just happened. So, um, yeah, so let's let's think about this, right? Because as far as I'm concerned, I'm, I'm worried now about the continuity of my team because he's offering another quarterback, and I already have two You definitely don't right? need another quarterback. Right. Um... But so I'm, you could try and counter with something else. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, if there's something else that you need, I don't know if you yeah. need like wide receivers or some shit like that. The thing about it, right? Because Cam Newton Derek seems Henry, like good trade stock. I could pick him up and dangle him in front of someone else to get a right. a, a sick ass um, wide receiver or something. And the thing about Derrick Henry, right, is that he is 1,000 percent like a top five running back. He's been great. But it seems Clyde Edwards Hilaire is seems to be like a top seven running back. Plus, so I don't. That seems very. I don't like. I. 
I understand the concern because Le'Veon Bell is going there, but I also he's not produced for shit when he was playing for the Jets, and so yeah. I don't see him taking over a bunch of playing time since Clyde Taylor has been doing good. Went to because oh, I bet you he this would be the first week that Le'Veon Bell is going to play in the Jets. Yeah. And so I you're bet not you he wants to trade certain... before the game. Oh, I'm sure, and you're not going to know for certain how much of a role Le'Veon Bell is going to have until probably two weeks mm-hmm. after he's there. You know, we, he's only been there yeah. for a couple of days. So if he plays this week, if there's just going to be like learning the system, getting into it. Oh yeah. Next week, you'll know for so sure. So it's not going to be true this week. Yeah. But then the allure Man. of having that Cam Newton trade stock there. Like, Who wants a new Man. quarterback? Give me a wide receiver. So I honestly I just, don't even I can know. Just dunk on Jordan this week. You should wait. We'll talk. We'll it's talk again. At Morgan and Jake's house, because I would love to get Morgan's input on this, right? As well as a as what a fellow. What do you think about that? I'm not gonna help Colin for shit. Yeah. Oh right, you guys are okay. She's yeah, recusing okay, herself okay. this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also just need remember to any positive yeah. move you make for me, you're kind of fucking on your wife. So just remember that you gotta live with her, not me. I'll take a I'll take an L for you, buddy. Let's it's just okay. End the show. <laughs> Let's just end the show. Let's get Let's out of here. Let's do it. We'll pull a line. Yeah, thank you, everybody, that. for watching. Word. Um, this obviously, if you're watching on YouTube, then thank you very much. YouTube at Salt of the Streets. If you're watching some of our clips on Instagram, Instagram yes. TV, Instagram at Salt of the Streets. We Colin, you've been killing it. They've been fantastic. That. Yeah. Um, so the people clips get on involved Instagram. in the comments too, which yep. is nice. If you want to get in yes. on the comments, people are talking. Comment, share. Yeah, exactly. Especially on YouTube, we're getting lots yeah. of comments and questions and stuff on yeah. youtube so our boy that's alex good. from uh, we had him on the show yeah obviously you know we talked with larry earlier yep. today larry's been on there yeah so that's good yep um youtube has all of the streets instagram has all of the streets facebook has all of the streets that's where we do the live shows we have our own personal social media i am at salt of the street on twitter and at alpaca underscore donovan on instagram he is at big word on both of those things you can find all of this on our website at salt of the believe that that is everything it's almost five o'clock um yes we have yeah. everything all of our money and stuff all that shit is on there everything all of our money uh i mean like we have like a cash app and yeah, stuff so like that can, from soda street and like whatnot if you want to donate in that to way make all yeah. the nice things i mean um, we've been doing a lot of upgrades in the studio and all that none of that stuff is free so you know the best way for us to stay unbiased the best way for us to not have to oh, take yeah. ads or sponsorship from anybody else other than our yeah. our consumers, our listeners, and if you and want us what, to be unbiased, you can go ahead and lobby me. Call it these <laughs> listeners. That's what's the like. What's the less, the least shilling way to refer to yeah. the people, listeners? That, that's listeners. yeah. That's balls and bellas. That's what we, I'm just kidding. That's not. We're not going to call them that. Jake said that a long Salt, time ago. Yeah, Salty balls, balls and bellas. That's he said that. That's a that's a Jake throwback. That's long my favorite. Ago. Yes. Is that it? Is there anything else that you want to... Uh, just a reminder that if you're going to catch uh, next week, or next show, Friday. two weeks, will probably be, on be Friday. Friday. Yep. So follow us on the, the them socials. You'll get some updates. Register to vote and vote for the things that you care about and that you know about. Inform yourself. Listen here. Listen other places. Our sources are on the website. All that stuff. The stuff that we listen to. All of it. Go find it. Do that stuff. Educate yourself. Do it. Hustle with that, Colin. I was going to bring my nunchucks, my nun, nunchucks. This was just nunchucks, right? I was going to bring my nunchucks, but I wasn't sure that she'd even know what they were. So I, I, so I brought the AR instead. <laughs> <laughs> you can't mistake that. I have a good call. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I would have definitely brought 
gun to a nunchuck fight. Gun to a nunchuck fight. That sounds about right. 